What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, B, is that your name? Hey, Berman. We took the week off, and uh, I think we said it on the last podcast that we were going to do it, but I still got a lot of people text, DMing, and uh, tweeting, wondering, is everything okay? We played a lot of golf. Yeah, everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some, sometimes you just need a mental refresh. It's the summer in the middle of Corona. And uh, we said, hell, you know, it's middle of July or early July. Let's just let's take a week. I'm with you. I got a lot of DMs like, are you guys at odds again? Remember, was it years ago? People thought we were not friends. Because we you, you, that's what you said. What did we do? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we fucked oh, with some people. Oh, no, but we had a, we had a, we were in the midst of a, uh, we're in a we're in dispute. a contractual dispute not between ourselves but with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, and it was just it was one of those things. Got a couple. Kind of what happened? You know what happened? <laughs> we had a couple. It was a little bit on a lesser level. I call her daddy. You know, we wanted to go live. We were at odds over some things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then we just unlike call her daddy, Payment we owned what it was. we we owned the IP, so we could just we just made a shift. And you know what? I'd say it's the best things we've ever done. I, I consider this us getting our minds right for what is now about to become the football stretch. Yeah. Hopefully. And the thing the is, a podcast, I mean, who are we kidding? We're not digging ditches. We're not. Because even we were on, uh, we were playing golf last week. We'll get into it here in a minute. We're like, you know, should we do something on Raheem Mozart? Like, we could do it. It's not, you know, it's not like we got to go into the office and punch the clock. This isn't, 
this isn't you know uh, hoeing the fields here for the, the you know for the harvest. Right. It's not that we're just talking to some mics and the Apple computers with golf on in the back, and I, my AC's pumping right now. And then and then uh, and then we decided that we had talked enough about Raheem Mostert for one day on the golf course. We weren't going to uh, continue it. Shout yeah, out to. Someti- sometimes when you're on a vacation, course. you just got to go with a vacation. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, but we got a lot coming up. It's funny, guy. Once sponsors become uh, associated with Haberman and Middlecoff, it seems like they don't go, they don't stray far away. Yeah. Uh, we love our partners. We will go to battle for our partners. One time, uh, the the irony here is John Middlecoff got fired because he wasn't nice to the partners. Uh, and then on this side, you realize how valuable the partners are when they are right. actually valuable, like Ease, unlike that partner back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Ease is uh, Ease is so well associated. I think is probably. Would you say when we have we we went fully uh, uh, autonomous, just on our own? Ease was Auto- autonomous. Autonomous. Yeah, hip hop hip hop anonymous. That they were the first big kind of sponsor we had. So closely associated with us that when I think we talked about this the other day when the Niners did the Manscaped deal and I texted uh, a Niners executive about the Manscaped deal basically said we're coming for you their reply was we're coming for ease so <laughs> so it's good to have ease back uh, honestly I think ease would probably do some business with them yeah uh, right. yeah so it's they are definitely I'd say the two sponsors that are most associated with us would be ease and Manscaped Though I think DraftKings is becoming a big part, obviously my bookie is, and all, both those two are on the po- uh, podcast this week as well. Ease dot com promo code ham. Ease dot com promo code ham. Twenty bucks off your first delivery. E a z e dot com. Twenty one and over. Get verified. Ease dot com promo code ham. John, they're back. Was it Mace that went? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, but he mixed the like a seventies TV show with it, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what we're Welcome doing. Welcome back. Yeah, see, it was meant. Welcome back. That's how we feel right now with our friends at Ease. Partner from 2019, back in 2020. We see you. Promo code AM. Promo code AM. Tell your friends. Ease.com. Promo code AM. You know why? Undemand cannabis delivery. Must be 21 plus. Anyone 21 and over and get verified online in minutes. Browse a vast selection. Best brands. Vapes. Pre-rolls. Edibles, trust me, I've tried them all. Uh, all over ca- delivery, all over the state of California. Did, I didn't know this. I don't know if you knew this guy. Easily the number one cannabis on demand platform in the country. In the country, they Good. deliver San Francisco, wine country, Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Diego. They got you covered. They, they deliver in WeHo. You know what WeHo is? I don't know. Do you know West Hollywood? Oh, oh, Malibu. Did you say, did you say Long Beach and Orange County? <laughs> The Inland LBC, Empower, baby. Pasadena <laughs> to the Inland Empower. Uh, number one in the nation, John, riding the state of California is the Patrick Mahomes of the uh, Ease platform. So good job, everybody out there. Ease.com, 20 bucks off your first delivery when you use the code HAM. And if you sign up with the code HAM for that 20 bucks off and place your order by July 15th, which is what, th- Wednesday? You got a couple days. You will be eligible. You know, you never get to use a promo code twice unless you, you know, no, get a different you email. No, you tried. Like <laughs> you will be eligible to use the promo code again on the 17th. So you can double up if you get it in by Wednesday. Well, guy, here's the other thing key. I obviously touched on Southern California. 
our, our, our base, our people, Northern California, San Francisco, Bay Area, Marin, Oakland, San Jose, Contra Costa County, the wine country. Highway 99 corridor. Yeah, our friends in SAC, I-80, oh, you got the 50, Modesto, Sacramento, Modesto, Turlock. Stockton, holding down the 5, Fresno, our friends in the Valley, Pat Hill, Big V, we got you covered. Promo code HAM, tell your friends. Like you said, use the promo code twice, use it by Wednesday. How do you beat that? All right. How many times have you tried to type in a promo code and it did not work? It's brutal. That not won't happen anymore. when you use ham. Ease.com. Ease.com. Promo code ham. Get yourself locked in so you're ready with the uh, birthday bonfire summer celebration that's coming up at the end of the month with Ease. Get it on. Ease.com. Promo back. code ham. Show them that you appreciate them being back on the podcast. Welcome back. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, so we, we've uh, another, you know, well, we'll get to DraftKings and my bookie, but DraftKings, promo code ham, mybookie.ag, ham1, linkedin.com slash ham. Um, we'll, we'll get to the uh, fantasy golf that we played this week. I thought you, you, you were, I thought you had a big breakthrough early and then it, you were good enough just to kind of get your mind right for the future here. Well, cause we'll have well, a big DraftKings game this week. I don't claim to be Mr. Humility, but I, I know, and I've played DraftKings enough to know y- you can't pump your fists after a Thursday though. I was, I, I think I was in the lead. I had that $90 you next slept to my on name. The lead. I just, I am telling you, guy, I, I, I didn't feel that confident at all. And then by mid morning, I had a guy withdraw. I had Kepka falling apart, and I was just, I, I knew it was. I, I stopped. When you stopped even paying attention to Tuesday, uh, to my Saturday to your own team, you, you know it's just over. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't mean I didn't look on Sunday to see if I was storming back, but I wasn't. Well, I got a text from uh, Mike, who we golfed with on uh, Wednesday, Mike and Lewis, who showed us around uh, Karika, the Chuck out in Alameda where you and I had never been. And uh, I think I'd been on Alameda one time. It's an island for those of you that don't live in the Bay Area, right off Oakland, Alameda County, though. But um, I got, went there one time because I missed an exit. I think I took the wrong exit trying to get to uh, Oakland Airport. So we went back and golfed on what Did you get three rounds in last week and I got three rounds in? I played Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you played Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, Friday. Friday? Yeah. Yeah, and we played Tuesday. Tuesday, where was the place you took us? You had a uh, gift card? Oh, we played Monarch Bay. Monarch Bay. It's a, it, an underrated kind of muni track. San Leandro, you know, Alameda, basically the same area, yeah. right? Just right down the right down the street from Carica. Uh Got a cool f- several holes right on the uh, on the bay. <laughs> Not, I mean, it's got a cool layout. You know, it's it's a muni course though, so it's relatively cheap. Uh, had a free gift card, said, why don't we go? And we went, and it, it was fun. And, the course, it's kind of hard because the wind starts pumping. Yeah, which you know, the, it's hard to escape it. No escaping. And then Carico Wednesday, where I'm, as we speak, I'm constantly trying to get back on. Maybe we can get back out there next week. But um, It's a legit track, guy. We, we didn't talk to him, but shout out to Neil, who was, I just remember his name tag because he had a Raider half zip on at the desk who did not cancel our tea time once he saw Middlecoff was there. Uh, so we appreciate that. Well, he knew we'd have no problem breaking down. Still to this day, we could talk some <laughs> Cleveland Farrell or Josh Jacobs, right? But that course was awesome. Would you say of all the courses you've played in the Bay Area, it's, I mean, I, in my opinion, it's one of the gems. And I've, 49 and bucks? At this point, you know, for example, like Wenty, I know you haven't played it, but it's like a pretty sweet course in the vineyards of Livermore. If you look at that 
course on a given day can be 120 bucks, 110 bucks. For example, then all the private courses, the public course you were telling me, Harding Park, which we played it was, like a month ago. What did we pay? One. It was like one thirteen, I think. And what's and it now? Two hundred. Two hundred for barrier residents. I think it's three hundred it, for a non-resident. But is it that price normally? No, normally or is it it's so what, close. Normally it's like one fifteen. And normally, I think if you have a, I don't know, do other parts of the country have this where you have like these, you can get like a resident card where you pay like a hundred bucks for a year. And then in certain courses, you pay a little less when you play them. I assume other, I assume this is something that the whole country has, but here in the Bay Area, if you get a resident card, it works at a few courses. Harding's one of them. I don't have one, but I think normally if you have one of those cards, it's like 65 bucks to play. Even with that card right now, it's eighty. So it's I don't know if it's because they're trying to make up for lost revenue. It, it's, or it's, it's eighty total right now with the card. It's eighty with that card, the resident so card. That's still pretty good. That's still a pretty good deal. Yeah, but that's if you've. It's still more expensive than it normally is. That's the point. It's gone up. So I don't know if it's is demand through gotcha. the roof because they're about to have the PGA or maybe they don't want you raise the price, you keep the hackers off and you keep the course in better shape. Maybe there's fewer tee times. I don't know, but. It's an awesome course. I mean, to play a course before you get a PGA major, if you haven't done it, it's that's worth it. But but we did link is, up with a a person there about some trade. I haven't reached back out. I actually have it on my whiteboard. Her ad her email address. The thing is, would you want to go out there, back out there, and just get your ass kicked? I mean, it is. <laughs> I was so I was so worn out after we played because the rough was so thick. The fairways oh were so God. narrow. That was the great thing yeah. about this Karika course for people that uh, maybe a lot of Barry people have played it. If you're coming to the Barry, we know a lot of people come from outside of the area. Barry is a popular travel place. I would recommend playing it. You get you get a lot. Of, the greens are awesome, just super unique. You get a lot of good run um, on your on your drives, even on your second shots, which is yeah, just, key for me. Just a, just an. Easy, cool course to play. I mean, it's not necessarily easy, but it's just an easy layout to like understand. It's not, it's not that outrageous. Yeah. Because the course that I played went to Santa Cruz this weekend and played Bayonet Black Horse. They have like the two. It's like thirty-six hole compound, kind of like Karika, who has eighteen holes, and then they're redoing another course to have thirty-six. They're holes. building it, and they've got imagine, a par three. I'd imagine in like two years that place is badass and costs way more than it does now. So there is I I see little chance guy that Karika is forty nine dollars in two thousand twenty two. Do you? Yes, I agree. <laughs> you know, maybe it's these like are 80, these 80. are walking prices we're quoting because we're real golfers. But but for example, the, the, the course in Monterey, Bayonet slash Black Horse, thirty six hole deal. Is only if you get it on golf now, like 80, 90 bucks. It's really cheap and really fucking hard. I mean, the greens are really just difficult. I mean, it's just impossible. It's just, it's really, really difficult. But given the price point, I would say like Harding Park normally, it's probably one of the better deals in all of Northern California. Black Horse, Bayonet, and Harding Park, I would say, are by far the three best public, quote unquote, true public courses. I've ever played in my life. And I, Yochidishi, which is the Cash Creek golf course, it's around 90 to 120, you know, depending weekday, weekend. I, It's probably not quite as nice as that, but it's pretty legit, too. Well, I'd say those, in my experience, are the four, like, cream of the crop, Northern California, Bayonet, Black Horse. Harding Park's probably number one, just given they play major tournaments there. Uh, and it's still... 
it's not Olympic, but it does have some Olympic feels to it. Yeah. A little shorter version. Yeah. And Yochidishi, which is for us, like they grew up more Sacramento area, more consistently went to Cash Creek and stuff. Cash Creek is kind of in the middle of nowhere. So I wouldn't expect a dude from like San Jose to even know where that is. Cause it, it is in the middle of nowhere. I would put, right, right now, now for anybody that's listening to the bear, I would put Presidio, which Presidio golf in the city, which I, I think is an awesome course. It's hard. Normally for a non-resident, I think it's like a non-city resident. I think it's usually like 130 bucks. Right now it's $55 to walk for everybody. Damn, that's pretty good Which deal. is cheaper than it normally is even for a resident. So I think it's normally So what's the difference between Presidio and Harding Park? Uh, I mean, it's a public course. It's a fully public course. But, but I'm saying like difficulty-wise, similar, both hard? Uh, I think when Harding Park is not like PGA prepared – Presidio might be a little tougher. That's what I don't know what the uh, slope and ratings are, but yeah. When we played Harding Park last year, I I, I thought yeah. I, I hate to use the word easy because I it's not easy, but um, it's much more scorable than it is. Like right now, it's not it's it's a it's not even Harding Park. It's just like come here and get your ass handed to you. Yeah, just to find <laughs> out what it's like to, for the pros to come yeah. out here and shoot twenty. Yeah, under. You, you, when you're sitting on your couch. In early August, watching Justin Thomas and Tiger Woods, just if you want to pay two hundred bucks, come feel what it's like. Yeah, to, when you're watching Bryson spin wedges out of eight inch rough, and you remember yeah. the time you broke your wrist, uh, you well, and bring it. a lot of balls because the balls go into the rough. You might not be able to. Well, find I left some promo code handballs that I, we got some Vice golf balls that have our faces on them, and uh, I just left a few up. So I don't know where they are. Hopefully, maybe they'll pop up on t- on a maybe Bryson will pick one up and go. How long has this thing been hanging out in the rough? But they, they wouldn't. We weren't missing fairways by that much. I, I do think Always. the thing with Pebble, the thing with we played Spyglass a couple weeks ago that Harding Park has, that Olympic has, that Bayonet and Black Horse has. Those trees just make the course feel like is this like golf heaven? You know, just like those style trees that you get in kind of the Bay Area and definitely in Monterey area make golf feel pretty special. I, I really think it's just because there's still holes. I mean, there might be some more undulation and shit, but the trees feel like I'm playing an important round right now, <laughs> right? There's just something about, like, this feels important. But that is what I liked about Karika is there was, you were, I mean, you could see several holes at once. Like, if you missed the fairway, you could recover. Yeah, if you spray the ball, it's much easier to play there. So, anyway, people uh, DM us and let us know some other gems that we're missing, uh, preferably within, like, a 30-minute drive. Here's a quick recommendation. Do not give Haberman 12 strokes. <laughs> Playing a guy that hits a lot of fairways and has a good short game, it's, uh, 18, it's a losing 18.6, 18.6 on the handicap. I, you know, yeah, bad boys. You can't argue with it. Fast. That's you can't argue fast. with it. But it did what it – so we've been having this conversation for about a week and a half now because I think as someone who gets a lot of strokes that it's kind of BS that just you're a better golfer, you get punished. But it's not really – it's about you being able to enjoy competitively playing with somebody who's worse than you. Because the fact is it came down to 18, and we both felt like – I felt like I was playing in the U.S. Amateur, carrying my own bag, um, hitting big shots. You know what? I, I, I told this guy I played some of the worst golf in 2020 of, of my last, like, three or four years. Just I, I'm just hitting the ball shitty. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel lost. I got a lesson, and I told the guy I was dead serious, too. I'm like, you know, sometimes – I really feel I play better when I have a couple cocktails. He's like, yeah, of course. It kind of lo- it, it just loosens you up. I'm like, I want to play this well sober. Why can't I be loosened up? Because I'm so amped up. Mm. And then everything I know to think of, I lose thought process. CBD gum? And it just, 
yeah, it's, but I just want to be able to like be like a fucking pro in the sense of yeah. be able to hit a good shot when I want to hit a good shot. And I, I just want to be, you know, be able to hit consistent good shots. Yeah. I, I'm not looking to break par and dominate. I just want to do what I can do with a couple of vodkas with a sober. I, I it's think it's not possible. I think your problem playing with you uh, a lot is that your hot, your ceiling is really high. And so every shot you're trying to like, I'm going to, I'm going to cut it against the wind, let it drop. And then it'll catch that hill. It'll roll back. So you're just a high risk, high reward. You know, sometimes well, you're just trying to do it. You're just so talented. You're so good at it. Whereas my whole thing is just hit it straight. I don't care how far to the front or how far to the back or is the pin left. I just, just try and hit the green. Now that's not really a scoring mentality, but I'm not I do think I'm, I, I'm going to tune it back and just try to get one consistent shot and just play a little more simpler. Because right now it's outrageous. Like I have no business. Like hit a low. Now I do hit a pretty good low stinger. Like that is one shot I can consistently hit. Yeah. But I think a lot of people in golf in general, what's great about where you're at in golf, you're just doing the most simple shit. Just trying. And to it's be easy basic. to be right around I'm like just 90 to, be a basic to 95. Bitch. But it's not that hard to go from basic bitch. I'm gonna know? put that on put, my golf put, bag. Basic bitch. Well, just put on a nice pair of sunglasses. Put on you know some nice pair of jeans, and all of a sudden you go from basic like 92 to like 84. Once you get a couple of the shots, yeah. you know, put a little money into the outfit. You're like, God, ah, he's not a basic bitch anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I'm just a mental head case. Now I'm kind of like that in life, you know, overthinker with why I don't sleep that well. Well, it's like but you it, said this to me. Was it Dottie Pepper that said, just don't, don't look at a putt too long? The worst shot I hit was the one I, I circled the green, got down on a knee, went Camila Vajegas, tried to read the grains. What is this? What's your guy? What's your guy's Mike's last name that we played golf with? Perry. Well, I just, you know, bounced around, you know, played professional baseball in, in minor leagues. I mean, he looks like he's got 2% body fat, just big-time athlete. I told him, I said, the one thing, because we were talking about he knows a bunch of minor leaguers like Joey Barton, so he was giving me some good stories. And I was saying, you know, the crazy thing about baseball, a little bit like golf, now it's a little different, but it's not like basketball or football where, you, you know, you got to try really hard and max effort on plays. Like, you got to be really focused and you almost got to be calm. Like our buddy Brian Hawkins that played at St. Mary said the thing with baseball, like, and you've always told me this when I got into radio to talk about it, it's, it's this, it's a physical sport, right? You're trying to hit this baseball really hard and really far. But you have to be a point, like when you watch Tiger Woods hit a golf shot, like he's very at peace with his body movements and then he just makes the movement. A little bit like a kicker, like an Adam Vinatieri in his prime, not the guy now who's shaking balls all over the place. Like golf, it's become such a violent sport. These guys are hitting the ball. so But you can't be super amped up. And I know me personally, like when I hit a shitty shot, I, I always did this back when I was like in high school golf. Run to the first tee or to the next tee to like hit first. Like, no, just fucking take a deep breath. Yeah. And I'm not, I've never been good at taking it. Like, because in other sports, like if you're playing pickup hoops, you just keep running, right? You just, you keep You can moving, just defend like harder. You can rebound more. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep moving. And in football, it's all, what do they say? The number one thing. Full speed mistakes. Golf, and I even think baseball, complete opposite. Like, you don't just want to run. If the ball's hit to, like, the right corner of the outfield, you don't just sprint to the corner, right? You kind of got to be under control. You got to know which way it's going to come. You got to be ready, kind of a couple different movements. I would say golf is the baseball of sports. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, because you have, it, it, you have enough time to take a deep breath and think about what you're doing. But by and large, it's... And because of that, by and large... Well, golf, for sure. 
But baseball, outside of hitting the ball and catching the ball, which are a big part of the game, it's not a reactionary sport like football is, right? It's a think you are, you have the time to make decisions. More time. Well, the, the, even though there, it does there's happen a, quickly, but. Well, like there's a chance. Mike Trout, for example, could play an entire nine-inning game. If the pitcher's shoving, may get three at-bats, probably at minimum four, and he might not get a ball hit to him all game. So he's just, there's a lot of standing and thinking, but he's always got to be ready. Now, golf's a little different because you're always going to hit the ball. But there is a lot of thinking. Like, I, I'm big on, especially when I was playing you and I was losing. It was like, I was just like, you had to focus because you can't be too loose. I wanted to come back. And I just need to focus anyway to hit good shots. But then you can also get in your own head. Like, just be a little looser. Yeah. You know, there's a balance. Right. Just bullshit. Be a little right. fill. Right. You know, you, you can be Tiger if you're fucking Tiger. Most guys you see, like, relax a little. Yeah. I, I'm going to try that strategy moving forward, not even care. More talking, less caring? Yeah, more talking, less caring, and just just stop overthinking things. Yeah. That's my new strategy yeah. for life in 2020. Which is hard, because if you overthink things, then you're constantly trying to remind yourself not to overthink. It's a, yeah, when you got to give him a shot every hole, you know, yeah, you get your back sucks. against the wall, and he's, he's drubbing uh, you. I play the, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel bad about it. I, 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 don't, I no, feel I, I guilty. Don't, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. Do. You know, it's just I don't it's want, a straight but, up but game. But, that's the, but it is the beauty of the thing is like that, you know, whatever. I don't know what you shot on Wednesday. I shot a 92, 93, but it came down to the line. You shot probably, what, an 78 or no, no you were I, like an I 81. Shot like 80. Yeah, 81, 82. Uh, actually, I think it was 82 because I had 12 strokes. And I got a stroke on the last hole, and it. But the whole thing came down to the last hole, which is the point of it all, right? Yeah, which is, is co- what makes like the it, game. This is life. Fun. It is about the journey. It is not about the destination. It's not about the the money at the end per se. I mean, it is, but it's really about the competition. Yes. Right. One one thing I've learned, like playing with our buddy Hawkins, who didn't play baseball, didn't play golf to like after college. He was a Division One athlete. That if more guys like that played in high school. And it kind of feels like that a it little does. bit. It does. Like, have you seen some of these guys on the tour? I A few guys Friday, I was like, that guy probably could have just played third base in the big leagues. But, I, I see, I wouldn't even go big leagues. I'm just or talking whatever, like maybe but, by, like, sophomore year, junior year in high school, they're like, you know, instead of playing baseball, where maybe I could have been a collegiate baseball player. And I'm not talking, like, at some NAI school. Maybe you, like, make the team for Fresno State, you know, right. or Oregon State or whatever. That guy just plays golf. And it's just... Say what you want. I love Tiger Woods. But during Corona, if you've just stumbled into, oh, the 97 British Open is on. Like, yeah, these guys don't quite look like Tony Finau, you know, or Dustin Johnson. They just don't. Well, now there's a lot and of guys that have the same size 32 waist, but they but they weigh 220, right? Like the one thing you would say, exact, the one thing you would say about maybe football, not a size for example, 32, maybe a 33, 34. If you stumble upon like a mid-90s games, I'd say the pads right look like their look didn't matter as much to the players like they weren't trying to get like special pads to look really but the offensive linemen for the last you know since the 70s have all been huge since the 80s but even like but even for example like ricky waters like if you get like a 94 niners game on his pads might look a little big and whatever you see him like fucking just catch a ball out of the backfield he like makes a guy miss and runs a guy he'd be the best running back on the team right now yeah like that uh, kyle shanahan would get that guy a thousand yards with his eyes closed so you just Barry Sanders, highlight whoever. Like, I just don't know if some of the guys. T- again, I think Tigers he would kick fucking ass whenever. 
But these guys, the athletic, the, the athletic look of these guys. I even heard when Joe Morgan, not Joe Morgan, uh, who was who's the MLB Network guy that played with Griffey on the Seattle Mariners? Harold, Harold Reynolds. Reynolds. He went on like Collins Saturday podcast. I think we talked about this. How I knew the junior documentary was going to go, mm. and you know he's probably majority of his career right was in the eighties. And he said, so he was a little bit older when Griffey showed up. And he said the number one thing that stood out when Griffey walked to the batting cage was, he's like, if you looked at our team and just baseball in general, there weren't that many 6'4 guys. Like most guys were probably between 5'10 and like 6'2. And even a lot of baseball players, like you meet Buster Posey, if he had a hat on, you wouldn't, he's not like 6'6, right? Like a lot of players were like his size for the majority of time. And he said Griffey walked up and he was like, uh, what's this? <laughs> He's like six four, just lean, long arms, long legs. He's like, yeah, we guys don't look like this. And then clearly during the '90s and definitely now, how many body types in pro Major League Baseball now are that long? Just, just God, that guy's a blue chipper. Yeah. Yep. H- Harold Reynolds, by the way, have I told you my Harold Reynolds story? Met him in an airport. No, Didn't you say he was really cool? So I meet him in the airport in Eugene because he had just been. His mom lives somewhere in the area, I think. But he's a big Ducks fan. And we start talking, and he's, he wants to talk college football. So he's like, hey, why don't we grab a bite? So we start eating. And I'm like, Harold, not I hate to be a weirdo, but I got to show you this. I took a photo with him at spring training in, like, 1993 when I was eight how'd years you, old. How did you have the photo? I had my mom send it to me. I'm like, can you send me this photo? Can you find it and send it to me? And she did. So I'm like – and he was like, that's pretty cool. So then I was like, we, we got to recreate the photo. So we took another photo. And then we're like, all right, hey, man, thanks, whatever. I get on the plane to fly back to San Francisco. I get off the plane. I was sitting at the back of the plane. Harold was sitting at the front of the plane. I get off the plane. Harold's waiting. He's like, hey, man, let me give you my number, blah, blah, blah. So I text him every once in a while. He's you know, usually about football, not about baseball. But, I mean, he's been super cool. I mean, just crazy cool. Say what you want is this – not to go on a tangent here about old school, new school. The chances of that type interaction happening in like 20 years with the guys of the last 20 years. Zero. And again, he, not like he was Mike Trout or anything, but how long was his baseball career? 15 years? Uh, I think it was probably like 12. Yeah. But then he went on to become a pretty famous broadcaster. Yeah. Like he's, I just think that is something a little more commonplace right with the dude in the 70s or the 80s then that is no chance that's happening no. now. now now part of it was he was like yeah man i've seen you on pac-12 network like he at least acted like he because i was like i just called the oregon ducks spring game so that okay so he but I know still he watches i, I it, i'd but still think like no that. it's <laughs> you yeah, pay or you guys split no he paid <laughs> damn now as you know if you've been you've been to the eugene airport you know there's just like there's not like uh there's not like an well, Elway, Elway I, I, Steakhouse I'm gonna, there. I'm, I'm going to pump the brakes on that. I have not because you drove uh, all those trips. Yeah, the, the 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 Lurie bank account, while massive, it didn't. Are you calling Jeffrey out. Lurie cheap? <laughs> what are you saying right now, John? Yeah, I mean, nice guy, but yeah, I don't I don't think. Will you apologize unlim- for that statement? Unlimited budgets. What do you have to say about Deshaun Jackson? Why are you taking his you, side? You want to get into that? Yeah. Before we do though, let's just. Two things, uh, iTunes mailbag. We were doing it. 
for the few weeks before we took a break. Let's get back to that. Give us a review. Five stars. Not even going to lie. That's what we're looking for. Hit us with a mailbag question, and uh, we'll get to it. Also, should we just do DraftKings right here, right now? Since, yes, yes. Uh, we're going to expand the game. We The game this week filled up faster than any of the ones that we'd done the previous three weeks. And DraftKings is back on uh, as a sponsor this week, which we were, all, were thrilled about. But the yeah, um, this this week, I mean, up until like early football season, fantastic. So they, they are riding us. So and we want you to ride them. Get in and compete with us. Um, I like doing the games that have the top ten win because, like, I finished in fourteenth this week. I think you were in seventeenth. Although John had the lead after Thursday night, which I was I, honestly I was happy because I felt like you you really wanted to quit DraftKings after the previous three weeks. Um, it, it uh, just Thursday alone gave me some buzz to. And and guy, you have to throw in. I had a guy withdraw after one but, day. Yeah, Who JB was, Holmes. I had him too. <laughs> but you had. I mean, guy, I didn't, I didn't know. Uh, kicking ass. He ain't playing middle linebacker. He hurt his shoulder. I mean, we're just playing golf. What are we doing? Well, maybe you're taking too much time off. Yeah. Um, maybe. Been sleeping on that side on the couch a lot, napping during the day. I don't know. But another full weekend of golf. This time, Tiger's back. So it should be a big week. DraftKings, not only can you join our game, which we'll get up on Monday. Uh, you are in the center of the action with a free shot at one, a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. Use promo code HAM when you sign up at DraftKings. Use promo code HAM when you sign up at DraftKings. You know, one thing I think we need to do, and your buddy Mike texts all of his friends, because I know a lot of people listening, your friends love doing this shit. Just If you're on group text messages, just tell your friends, get in our games. We link it on Twitter. We link it on Instagram. I know people like playing because everyone that plays with us, texting us nonstop, tweeting at us nonstop. Tell your friends. DraftKings, we love our friends at DraftKings. We want your friends to be involved with our friends at DraftKings, so we'll all be just friends yep. on DraftKings. That's right. So just download In the times DraftKings like app these, now. We need friends. Yeah, it's really we're, we're uplifters here. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code HAM, like Guy said. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action in a free shot at $1 million top prize. Uh, that's code ham, code ham, free shot at $1 million, top prize only at DraftKings, minimum $5 deposit required, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com for details. It's very easy, you just pick six golfers by Wednesday night, basically, before they tee off Thursday, and boom, off you go. And this will be, there's going to be some strategy here, because they just all played the course, right? So do you roll back with Morikawa and Justin Thomas and Victor Hovland and whatever, you know? Uh, well, we, uh, here's the question. Can you have a DraftKings lineup with the guy without Tiger Woods? Well, I tweeted this the other day because I know you got somebody got some listeners got mad at you last year when you were just tweeting out your DraftKings. People were like you're not supposed to tell people until everyone's lineup is set because and it's true it makes what, sense. I did it with football, which I, I get it'd probably be a little different than golf because golf there are a lot of options. But I but I just said I quick announcement I am taking Tiger with my with my first draft pick in DraftKings. Tiger could be worth 80% of the pot, 80% of my DraftKings like uh payroll and I would take him. So, well think think how much you'd be kicking yourself if he's just in the mix, and you don't have him on your team. And I'm just judging him off the way he played against Tom Brady. <laughs> but there's nothing like picking Mahomes on your DraftKings lineup and having that could be the game where he doesn't throw any touchdowns and throws two picks. Yeah, but you're like, I'll just ride or die with Pat Mahomes. And if he doesn't yeah, happen this week... More often than not, I'm going to win. I'll just play the odds. It's kind of what I was thinking when I took Kepka. <laughs> do you know what we can do once the NBA starts, too, is play NBA, like when there's a slate of a bunch of games? Yeah. Underrated NBA player. I mean, not underrated. He's going to win his second MVP, probably. Giannis can put up these insane, like, 45, 15, and 20s. It's insane. If you ever have him on your DraftKings lineup in basketball, you look down, 
He's got like 140 points. And a good basketball point total is like 60 or 70. His point totals, and LeBron, but LeBron doesn't try as much consistently anymore. Giannis's point totals can just be stupid. Yeah. So we'll have to do a couple NBA ones on a big slate of NBA games. I like it. If half these guys don't get corona. I like it, as long as they play. Yeah. Yeah. How about Rajon? So let's we got some big stories, some other things. We'll just rattle through some stuff. Um, how about Rajon Rondo complaining about the bread lines during the Great Depression? Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, this bread's a little hard. I mean, I'm thankful that I got a loaf, but... And uh, hiding a think... middle finger emoji in it. He Oh, there was a middle finger emoji Yeah, if you emoji look... There's a middle finger emoji hidden in the wall. It's like, uh, where's Waldo? It's easier to find than Waldo, though. If I was any of these guys' agents, now, clearly, I don't know if a lot of them have people that can say uncomfortable things to them. Maybe if I was the general manager, I would just send out, like, the equivalent of whatever a company email is. I don't know how you do that with NBA players. Of just guys. You just have the DJ at the pool make an announcement. Did you see they got a DJ at the pool? Yeah, did you see from, like, 9 p.m. to 12 a.m.? He's like, hey, hey, hey. Everybody, quick announcement. It'd be best <laughs> well, if thing, you keep your complaints to yourself about the accommodations at this five-star hotel. <laughs> my, my thing is, what if some of these teams are playing really early in the morning? And, and you got who knows who. Here's a DJ at the hotel. There's no women or anything there. It's just going to be what's You don't listen to music when you're alone, John? Well, yeah, I guess you do, but you're going to dance the DJs by yourself? Or are you just chilling? I, I don't quite just, understand I don't that. I think this bubble... It is so predictable. Have some of the dumbest, and let me repeat, dumbest and, and kind of bad look stories potentially to come out. A lot of these guys have already complained: dry chicken, shitty hotel requirements. You know, everyone kind of ripping Le- LeBron. Also, a great time to pivot. I've seen John ja Morant tweeted out. I guess he didn't tweet it out. It just got tweeted in my timeline. Like, I'm a small school guy. I'm a blue collar guy. Yeah. This, this I, I stay stay wherever. I saw Giannis. Better hotels than like, he stayed in college, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Giannis Some was like, you should, have see, you should have seen my apartment in Greece. It is a great time to go when these idiots... Now, granted, it was Rajon Rondo, a backup. It's not, it hasn't really been any famous players. He went to Kentucky. He's been rich for a long time. Yeah, he's won a championship early in his career. It's like, come on, guys. Let's just... Let's, it'd be one thing if I'm Adam Silver. It's like some of these statements that are going to come out are going to be uh, potentially like, God, we, we had to eat spaghetti for the second night in a row. Because the other thing is... I saw LeBron and uh, and Dame kind of compared it to like saying bye to my family. Feels like I'm gonna like I'm headed to jail. Like guys, we got millions of people unemployed. You guys are getting flown on a charter jet to Disney World. Say that out loud to Disney World, where everything is taken care of. Yeah, it's not ideal, but just just be careful with what we say. Yeah, and you could say no. You could say no. Some guys did. You could say no. You know, one thing I was thinking about was i remember when my uh before i moved to california and my dad was in the air force we lived in turkey for two years and there used to be on the air force base in turkey we would play uh pick up hockey on the tennis court and a lot it was like a lot of the kids in the neighborhood and then a lot of the other people that would play would be these guys that lived um i forget what we called them but it was basically people that were stationed on the base for like nine months they didn't have like full housing they just lived in like these high level tents and they'd be like six to eight, nine month kind of deployments. And uh, a lot of those guys, you know, they're just there by themselves. Like their family's not with them. It's not a long enough stay that their family comes. Their family's back, you know, in the States, wherever their home is. And those guys would come out and play a lot of hockey with us because they were just out there by themselves. 
But think about all those people out there who just deploy for nine months at a time. Maybe you come back once. I don't know exactly how it works now, but I remember then it was these guys just, they were out for nine months. That was it. Well, guy, guy, to me, the notion, and I have seen several NBA players say this, like, it's hard saying bye to my family. Like, do you guys not realize what happens in this world? Like, you're military, but I'm just saying job. Think how many jobs that you read about that, like, dudes are like, yeah, I haven't seen my family in a month. I'm... I work for Exxon Mobil and I'm stationed yeah. over here. I work for, but also it's a, like those Google people. Miss, it's okay to miss your like. That's totally legit to say I'm gonna because I saw people like he's allowed to miss his son. Absolutely, <laughs> of course. Three months is three but, months. But let's just, just not. If you're not gonna play like baseball, remember the whole thing was like baseball players will. I refuse for three months to be away from my family. It's like okay, then don't. Then you won't come. A lot of people, I think this is and what you won't these get paid. Wrap their head around. A lot of people in America, and I would imagine around the world have to do things to support their family where they are separated from their family. I would say pretty consistently in jobs from one to three months. That is not unnormal. Wouldn't you say just jobs where you have to travel and especially maybe you get a, you're part of a big job, whatever you're doing and you're just away. And this may be the guy, John, who we met last year. Now, again, this is a pretty good job to travel for. But the guy we met last year who he works for the PGA and he just moves out moved out to like San Francisco a year in advance of the of the tournament at Harding Park and he just works at Harding Park for a year and then he packs up and moves to the next place three years out or whatever. Right. I, I do think like family example, comes with them on that one potentially, but or I, I think what they often do, I know like as a scout, you're allowed to fly home every two weeks. So a lot of times like now for me, I was single. I just would be like, well, I'm just going to stay in Seattle this weekend, right? Or I just, Montana, and this guy would tell me, like, yeah, there's a couple cool bars. I'd be like, yeah, I'll just hang out here this weekend. I'll go to the game. But a lot of, like, I don't remember Daniel Jeremiah telling me all the time, like, he had little kids. Like, he liked to go home, and they allowed you to do that, like, every two or three weeks. So maybe you get to go home every month. But, again, it speaks to a lot of people have jobs where you're allowed to miss your family but are forced to miss their family to put food on their table for – Maybe some of those jobs are six-figure jobs, but they are not going to feel sorry for dude making $35 million. It's the price of admission to work, right? It's just sometimes it happens. Like, it's just welcome to us. And to me, there's even there, – it's always okay to miss your family, right? You should miss your family. That means you I like don't mind family. a photo saying I'm, I'm going to – this is hard to say. But of course, yeah, that's legit. 100%. You're a human. But to, what you're not, to me, allowed to do, I, I don't think – is complain about these circumstances given the circumstances. It's shitty for everyone all over this country right now. And I, I think it's gonna it's very hard for the NBA. Like there were a lot of funny memes and tweets. They are, and I've said this for a while, they've become tell me if you agree with this. Maybe I'm too close to this with the golf guys and follow them. I think the NBA feels more of an insulated bubble right now. Then a, and their, their players often say things that are so fucking out of touch that they feel like when we were growing up, the, the out-of-touch sport, the elitist sport, and you can argue if it's sport or not, the, the PGA Tour, like a bunch of elites playing golf, living their own little world. I think the NBA has somewhat become that, just given how much money they make. Part of it is a lot of these guys, like there are a lot of normal, like a lot of younger players don't have, you know, 10 people in their life, but like little bronze and Harden's, they are such big because they are basically just nine-figure operations. And Zion and Jaw and a lot of these guys may one day become that. But like James Harden, I think Steph actually feels very grounded. So does Clay. But like 
some of these guys can just say some things that you're like, is this guy serious right now? And there's just a level in that sport that, like, for example, the NFL doesn't have because you're constantly getting yelled at. I just think, even if you're like Richard Sherman, you can get scolded. Like, does LeBron get scolded? And you're like, I just he think you just. I, I think one of the things golf is almost separate because you don't even really as much. Even the guys you hear from, quote unquote, in golf, you don't really hear from that it, much. It's, di- it's different, but you you know what I mean. Yeah, it, no, it's I do. Become a little bit of an isolated sport I, relative to the. I just think the NFL for sure. The NFL is a great example, just because careers are too short. The money relative to NBA money, it's just, it's a lot smaller, right? It's a lot smaller, yes. NBA money or NFL money versus NBA money or Major League Baseball money. And it's, to me, this is not an excuse. It's just an explanation. When you make what NBA, what the high-end guys make for as long as they make it, it's just, it's just hard. It's just, you are not going to necessarily, not everybody, but it's, Understand, you're just going to be detached from what the regular people think is a nice hotel. Just as simple as this, right? What people think is a nice hotel. I remember when you're a kid and you go to a Motel 6, you, this is sweet, right? That's all I think. There's a mini fridge? Well, that was the funniest part of right? Twitter, right? And like, then you get older. Clearly, Rajon Rondo's never been to a Motel well, 6. Well, my, that I didn't look realize like it wasn't a Motel 6. I thought... Well, they're all staying at, Dis- at the different hotels. But I thought Motel 6 is like really upgraded. And then I was doing a radio interview with a guy in Salt Lake City, Spence Checkets, and he's like, well, that's not actually a Motel 6, because I said that to him. And he's like, well, I've stayed in that hotel, though. It's really nice. And then I look back well, at they, the photo, they, they, and I'm they, like, yeah, okay, that is a pretty nice hotel. Yeah, because they split them up between, like, the three or four suite hotels, right? That was part of the deal. And then the players— But they're just—they're not the Four Seasons Manhattan. Like, people don't—I yeah. don't know if people quite realize how nice the nice hotels of these guys, what they get is well, well, I don't think they real I, I don't think a lot of fans realize either there are requirements like in football I don't think there necessarily are just because there are certain limits you're just there for a night it's not the same in baseball and in basketball right there is a hotel requirement like when they play the A's they never there aren't a nice enough hotel in Oakland for them to they, stay they at. Also, like they're staying at the St. Regis like the Yankees stay at the St. Regis or the Four Seasons like those Every NBA team that came. Yeah, like, and they also stayed. Like, what's that hotel right on Union Square? The Sir Francis Drake, I think. That's so another. When you say it was between and those because, three hotels, and it's because the players' associations negotiations guarantee a certain level of hotel, which Oakland does not have. That's why. Yeah. Yep. Just that simple. So these guys, in fairness to them, they are out of touch for a reason. They don't know what that fucking looks like. They're always right? on the thirty-second floor. How could they know what's going on on the sidewalk? Yeah, yeah. Their, their hotels are the Four Seasons at in San Francisco. I, I've never stayed there. I've been in a couple times. It's badass, right? That, that when I think NBA, I think the Four Seasons in in in, uh, in San Francisco. I remember the hotel, I, I was think. In, when I think the Yankees, I think Saint Regis. Saint Regis. I was in the Saint Regis hotel when our former boss told us he was going to put. We were there for like a a work thing like a lunch thing and he's like i, I think i'm gonna put you a middle cough together i remember where i was it was the saint regis the former mayor willie brown had a a penthouse there you know solid just mayoral salary john uh, <laughs> just a blue collar grind <laughs> uh but uh yeah anyway it's whatever i get i get why they're so out of it but just that's fine it's fine to think that's it's fine to say my standard is higher i do not stay in this is a shitty hotel for my standards but you just don't you just recognize what you don't share with people 
I know this. I know exactly what baseball is going to look like without fans. A little weird, but not that. Like, I've seen enough. Like, I've been watching some MLB Network when they do in the wraparounds. Like, it just looks it's like high-level cool. guys playing baseball. Did you see... So, last week, I turned on ESPN, and I think it was a live version of the TBT, the basketball tournament. I don't know. I didn't see that. I think it was live. Uh, no Buster, which is... Buster's not playing for the Giants this year, John. Adopted two prematurely born twins. I know he and his wife have done a lot of work with the Children's Hospital in San Francisco. I, to me, part of it, the shame is like I think a sixty-game season is perfect for Buster Posey. Uh, the shame, just from a baseball standpoint, I, sixty game. What he hit four home runs last year. It just wore him down. I think a long off season leading into a sixty-game season is like perfect for him. It's too bad. You know what's crazy? What's crazy, guys, that his career with the Giants has one more year. His contract, like I know. I, his I think contract, it is his last year of his contract, two thousand twenty-one. They can buy him out for three million dollars. He will be a giant one more year. If it was basketball, right? They trade expiring contracts. He probably would never play a game for the Giants again. Wouldn't you imagine? Like a contract, pretty big one that you would just give to a team. Yeah, a team there'd, there'd who be needed. A, there'd, be a, there'd be a chance. A team there'd who a needed chance. an expiring. They would send back somebody with four years left on their deal. Yeah, five five home runs, five thirty-six ribbies though. Uh, 320 OBP. That three that OBP is never gonna you know. Listen, I lowest of his career though. But t- to me, there are several ways to look. And it at feels it. like I, that year. If I were to guess right now, sorry, I would just say, does it feel like that's he's just gonna maybe he retires after that final year as a Giant? I was telling someone this weekend, like I, I don't think he go plays for another team. I don't think so. Like he's made so much money. Part of it is just not very good anymore. He's, now who knows? Maybe that. Didn't he have a – I mean, he had a major hip surgery. Yeah. Maybe he's the same. Uh, it, it's just pretty sad in, in for a guy that had a chance it felt like to be like Johnny Bench. Like, you were just going to say, like, who are the best catchers of all time? He'd be like, Johnny Bench, Pudge, Posey. Posey's first, like, three or four years was like, rookie of the year, title, MVP, title. And not just MVP, right? Hits the game-winning home run, basically, against the Reds who's the best player on the team, I think, is it fair to say in 10 and 12, just best overall position player, every team in the league, if you could have picked one giant positional, positionally, he would have been the pick, no-brainer. By 12, no-brainer. Even in 10, it was pretty clear, like, Jesus, they got something special here. Yeah. And his career just kind of fell off a cliff because by the time they won in 14, remember, all he could hit was singles, and then it was just over. And he's a, like, to me, he's pristine character. Oh, he hit 22 bombs in 14. So, yeah, he wasn't – if he could have kept doing that, he'd been fine. Probably going to All-Star John, games. his 2015 year was 19 homers, on base 379, slugged 849. So he was still good in 15. Yeah. It's just over. Yeah. If I had Hell, to guess would, right now, yeah. do you see him signing like a minor league deal in 2022? No, no with I, I do not. I, I think – you know, my – and I wonder if this is – obviously the family thing is why he's not playing, but – I wonder if a year off, if he can go out with a bang maybe in 2021. But I, I'd be surprised. Like you said, he's got a big family, just adopted twins. Had, he and his wife do, like, they clearly have other priorities in their world, right? Raising money for children's hospitals has been, has been one. Won an MVP, has three rings, is a legend in this town forever. Uh, nothing left to prove. 
you're not unless he thinks like oh I've got a I do ha-, unless he thinks like I do have some all star year I just a year off I'm gonna come back fully healthy it's not about the money so well, legend might be strong for like nationally but I think is he is he a like a baseball legend or is he just a baseball kind of like he's a not a forgettable player right legend might be strong you're saying base I'm saying legend in this I, town. no no I agree 100 agree with he that, is not a like, major league his- baseball legend no no. I don't think so. I mean, that's Joe DiMaggio. I mean, what are we... If we're talking about, like, truly what a legend is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the, do the Giants even have one of the last decade? Probably well, it's funny. I think... I kind of think Lincecum is kind of one, but, like, it's weird. It's more about... It's not just about his production. Um, you could argue Giants really had one legend the last 30 years was Barry. And it turned out right. to be, yeah, arguably the greatest hitter of all time. Yeah. So... I... I yeah, I just... Woj suspended? End of an era. Yeah. <laughs> when when you first saw the – did you see the email get tweeted into your timeline or anything? Uh, either No, it texted to me. Did you believe I it? I did not spend much of our week off on Twitter. Did I believe I, I really it? Didn't. I didn't know enough to not believe I was just like, oh, okay. Clearly he replied, and then that guy sent it to Clay Travis or something, or the other – the guy that – I guess it wasn't Clay Travis. It was a different guy at OutKick. Uh, that tweeted it, but that's what I assumed happened, I, isn't that? I didn't believe it at first. Not that I even give just a cause shit. Just because Woj is, I, I, people are always faking Woj anyway. Woj bombs. Yeah, they're faking Woj, but I did know, like the way I learned about Woj, I thought he was like a crazy motherfucker. Like, I thought he would be, like that was kind of Woj. Like this guy's just a killer. My pushback on it was just like, I didn't read the Senator's letter, because again, I don't care. But I thought, I'm pretty sure the Senator's letter was about China, this is where the woes and the NBA gets in this weird spot is they get so political. He writes a letter about China. Now you can say, is the guy making it a spectacle? Like, why is he even writing about China? And yeah, there's probably something there. But to say F you for a letter about China is just like, woes, not a great look given that he's talking about the crazy things that are... Do you know one thing, a couple things I learned over quarantine uh, was about some the China's concentration camps? that some of the racist stuff they've done with people from African countries that have uh, immigrated there are pretty crazy. Like, it's pretty nuts what their government... Like, I didn't know that much about it, even when everyone was tweeting about China, like, earlier in the year when Daryl Morey did, like, the free Hong Kong Mm -hmm. thing. And you can say one thing about the NBA this year. Every time something about China has come up, there has been one guy that has kind of put his nuts on the line and put himself out there about China... And it was Daryl Morey. And I'm not the biggest Daryl Morey guy. Just some of the madness he said over the years about basketball. <laughs> but I, I, I do think his heart was in the right place. Like, And clearly he had a, right, a connection with China. Like He probably follows that closer knowing how deep they're in business and just sees some of the things like, Jesus, this is insane. Yeah. And it gets to the point where I saw some people t- tweeting like, why are we worried about corporate social justice? Well, when your league gets on a moral high horse... And, like, even Adam Silver a couple weeks ago, I think the week before we took the week off, made a comment, like, we're trying, listen, they do different things over there. Like, part of it is... Parsing it a little bit. Yeah, it's like, guys, this is where you guys look, because y'all are, like, pretty major hypocrites because of how much money is on the line. Like, one thing I think the NBA should do, and they won't ever, is just be like, we love money. Like, that, the NBA, the NFL is kind of branded, and I'd say baseball a lot like this, too. Business first, all about the cash, everything else comes second. But they don't the brand NBA, themselves that way. That's just 
what their actions yeah. say. Yeah, but I feel they still the do NBA play does, sixty, and you know they. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not saying you can't. But guy, that's part of it. I'm talking more that they go out of their way with progressive, just we're just. I'm talking the NBA, like politics, and kind of talking down to people. And then it feels like you're in bed with China. I just listen. I I think it's pretty hypocritical. And listen, I don't woes thing in the center. It does. I don't even care. But I think there was a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like if this had been reverse. You know, part of it, the Republican senator, Woj. Now, he ended up getting suspended because when you work for a major corporation, can you have, like, regardless of the politics, like, can you not have that happen? I think it's even simpler than that. I think when you are a reporter, your job relies on you having... Uh, independent credibility almost. Credi- yeah, but also just like part of your job is to discern what's appropriate and what's not appropriate to report at the top of the list, right? Like there are things you know that you don't share because it's not. I was watching the um, 20, uh, what was the Royals-Mets World Series? Was that 2013 or 2015? It was on yeah, the other the day. Giant, the giant, the Giants beat them in fourteen, and they came back and won it the next year. Yeah, beat Syndergaard and you know those guys. So it would have so been 15. fifteen. It would have been fifteen. Yeah, because they went to back to. Remember, it was really impressive. They had the best team. They won it. It was like, damn, these guys were on a mission. And Lo- love that team, by the way. And during the World Series, they had um, Edinson Volquez. Remember, pitches. His dad had died earlier in the day. But it had not been reported because his wife didn't want him to know that his father had died before he took them out. Fox knew that his dad had died, but didn't say it on the telecast until Volquez. Were you watching that game? Yeah, it was what I don't know if it was game one or what game it was, but it was just on MLB Network the other morning. But it was it was the game that Volquez was pitching. Yeah, he he starts, he's out of the game. Once he's out of the game and is with his family and they've told him that his dad's dead. Then they say it on television, right? And you could have a debate about like, well, we know the information. We should report the information. But then there's this gray area. Like, no, his wife is asking that we don't report this information. This information is not relevant to the public good or anything like that or the public safety. Let's respect his wife's wishes here, even though we know and it's floating around on social media. It's our job. A lot of the job is to just kind of discern, okay, what is the right thing to do here? What's the wrong thing to do here? But in order for people to trust that you're making the right decisions, you have to have the credibility that you make right decisions. And whether you think the senator's grandstanding or right or whatever, like you just woj, you just have to be, hold yourself to a higher standard. You can't do that. So I have no, I, I am not suspension guy. Like I think it would have been hard. I saw somebody write on Deshaun Jackson, like because like that it's messed up that because the Eagles were too light on Riley Nelson's, Fine. They didn't suspect Riley, Riley Cooper. Cooper. I always do that. Riley Nelson, former BYU quarterback, Utah State. Um, I like that guy, actually. Beat Fresno State late before he went on his mission back in 2006. Um, but, like, the problem for the Eagles was if you spent, if you suspend Deshaun, but you didn't suspend Riley Cooper, then it looks like a double standard. So you just you do with Deshaun what you did with Riley. And the guy's like, well, the problem was you were soft on Riley and you shouldn't have been. And now you can't be harder on Deshaun. Whatever. My point is, I'm Jewish. I didn't need Deshaun suspended. I thought the whole. Th- I thought he. I didn't come off thinking like this guy is just. Uh, well, is, there, is there a more Jewish football team in the NFL than Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie? And they just want Deshaun and, Jackson on the field. 
and their former president, Joe Banner. To so me, that situation becomes a little more complicated because yeah, I think you go, well, if Riley Cooper said it in 2020, it would be a no, he'd be done. Right, but he I understand the position they're in, which is like we can't look like because we're Jewish, we're overreacting to the black guy when we didn't kill the white, we didn't do anything to the white guy beyond find him when he dropped an N bomb, right? So I understand yeah. it. I get why they're in the in that position, and given all those circumstances, whatever. Like I don't, and, and you could argue, listen, like Deshaun, I, it was so stupid. Like you, you I. It, by yeah, the way, quote, it's not if a you quote, quote Hitler to, try, it, but it's not a quote. Hitler didn't even fake, say that crazy shit. No, I, I know. My point is, if you quote fake or real Hitler to make your point, like, I, I'm sorry. I was there, thinking there about are, this. You, Can you say well, Hitler was a really understood oration? Like, he understood how to talk to crowds and get them to do. Can you say that? No, to me, once you try to murder everyone in the world and successfully take out a, how many Jewish people? I, I mean, what, 25 million? Millions? Yeah. Yeah, so it's just, I, I'm sorry. There, There's no... There were things, I think over Corona, I watched a World War II documentary where he clearly had some like tactics, again, shady, where he like gave his, when they first went into France, he gave his military, remember million, they had a sorry. smaller military, 11, they had a smaller military because of the sanctions from World War One. gave his troops crystal, the equivalent, whatever, back in the day, crystal meth, so the France troops could only fight for so long before they got tired. These guys could go for like three straight days, despite them being a quarter of the size, the Blitzkrieg. It was like, you know, I should, probably should have listened to, like, eighth-grade history. I'm, I'm just, like, I'm kind of glued. I'm like, this is insane. But eventually, a lot of them, right, would get sick and stuff. But on that given Blitzkrieg, they had, it wasn't a fair fight because one group is on crystal meth. The other are just normal humans out in the wilderness trying to fend them off. So you go, God, this guy was, you know, clearly, like, he knew what he was doing just to be able to do some stuff. He's one of the, you could argue, the worst human being to ever be born. Right now, you could make the argument: was was he born like that? When did he become that? Reg- I don't even give a fuck. You just quote the guy. You're just a loser. You're an idiot because it was. It's the I would say consistently, of the last like sixty years, the most famous shithead, bad guy, criminal ever. Adolf Hitler. Like, is there any more like yeah, that's a bad guy? Like, it, you don't walk into a bar and get any other opinion. I'd say when you bring up Adolf Hitler, than something negative. No, he's in like the he George put- Washington position on bad guy, Mount bad guy more. George Washington? Yeah, isn't that the number one spot on Mount Rushmore? The uh, first president of the United States? Yeah, I'm saying on the Mount Rushmore of the world's great criminals. Oh, 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 oh I thought you were saying George Washington. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, and I think it's a no-brainer number no one. Yeah. Um, so it's just, to me, to put that out there, I, I always start with this premise guy. I don't put much stock, like... I don't overreact when they say dumb things or or write like I just don't I don't look for these guys to be my guiding light of life like I expect on Deshaun Jackson to do dumb well things. but it was like, clear when Deshaun apologized that he didn't even like I, there's a chance he didn't know who Hitler was honestly. well I Johnny went to Cal that's what everybody tells me <laughs> um, yeah I mean it was clear that he would, would like it'd be one thing if I watched his apology and was like God I think he's lying. But he believes everything that 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 was written in that book. But I don't even know if he fully. I don't think he under. I don't think he got it. I know he I, didn't because of the way he talked about it after the fact. He wouldn't have. Now Malcolm Jenkins, to, can I tell you the the weakest apology you can say is some things were said. That was Malcolm Jenkins. Some things were said. We're gonna move past them. Well, yeah, a lot of things. Well, I think things I, are said all the time. That's not. 
I've always supported Malcolm Jenkins. Thought he was a pretty high level guy with the way he dealt with Eric Reed and Kaepernick. To me, when I just saw that, I'm like, bro, you lost credibility. Some I don't take were seriously. I don't take any fucking seriously anymore. But back to Walsh. Here's where I think yeah. is really healthy about. I think you see this with baseball right now, and you definitely have seen it with football for the last decade as they've gotten way bigger. It's a healthy discourse, right? You get both sides are taken. There's just every there's diverse thought, right? There's people on this side, on this side, right or wrong. And it's just coming from all angles. The thing the NBA, I think, has 100% lost for the people that cover the sport and not just, just have opinions on it or just fans. I'm talking about the people that cover it and kind of set the discourse is there's not much diversity of thought. And this China thing, the guy's like, well, they won't touch it. Where if this was an NFL story, whatever the equivalent could be, it would be a, or baseball, it would be a major story. And I, there's constant, there's balance and I think that's the one thing basketball, like, say what you want about Deshaun, there were people coming. And it became just a frenzy, and rightfully so. With, with the NBA sometimes, like, you see a crazy story, like some guy does something just, and I'm not talking about Ray John Rondo tweeting a picture or Instagramming a picture of his room. I'm talking something that's, like, pretty offensive. A lot of stuff doesn't get touched. And that's the one thing that baseball and definitely football really has. It feels like, you know what, there's something for everyone to stand on the side of. In basketball, it's just... They're so insulated in their little bubble. The, the coverage of it. I, I don't know if it's like Woj feels indebted because he's made millions of dollars off this sport. Like, Woj, China's a pretty big deal. And, you know, 15 years ago, Woj might have been going after David Stern about it. Now you're not touching it because you're making $5 million for ESPN. You don't want to upset the Apple Car. I don't know. But it's just a sad, like, Woj made his hay right of being this independent guy. No one was safe. No one, like the equivalent of like Deshaun Jackson had done in basketball in 08, Woes was coming. Yeah, right? but, but Yahoo didn't have a bunch of uh, broadcast relationships to protect, right? And also Woes wasn't making the same type of cash. And I, I think that's where it gets to the NBA. This is back to my original point. Like, guy, they love their money because they fight tooth and nail over China more than as much as any league, but they try to pretend that like they're different. And that's, well, but that's where sometimes I get bothered by. And I think it's just a hypocritical nature. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, whoa, I mean, I would imagine I didn't see like, is he spinning for long? Well, I, well, he's not going to the bubble initially and he's suspended without pay. So I hope what he's able Desha- to make Sean got cable bill. Sean got fined, right? Sean got fined. And, and I knew this was going to happen. Because I was like, God, is Deshaun going to go to a bunch of bar mitzvahs now for some 13-year-old boys that have Eagles kippahs on their heads? He did do a FaceTime or like a Zoom with a Holocaust survivor. 102-year-old I, man, I think. Which is pretty incredible. He's got a family friend of Roseman or Lurie's bar mitzvah. Deshaun's like his favorite player. What's the what's the thing we do at your wedding? It's the funnest thing so about you put a everybody on the chair. Yeah, what's the song? It's just the, the oh, you want you want him so dancing good. to Hava Nagila? Hava, yeah, I want Nagila, Hava, Nagila, Hava, and I want him holding one of the on the chairs. Him there with a bunch of little. He you should know, get like bar mitzvah. If he kids, gets bar mitzvah, he should go through the whole thing. To me, he can he can rebound. Like Woj ain't really relenting. I don't but think. It's like, gonna, gonna, but it's not even going to. it's not even going to matter. No, I I know, but I, I think he, it can be. Yeah, I, I think it's got a chance to be kind of fun. The one thing, like. He's in an environment where his general manager and his owner, I, I, listen, I bet if we dove into like deep into Philly famous people, they got to be two of the more famous Jewish people in the area, right? So they're going to know a lot of powerful, and just, they're just going to know a lot of Jewish people. 
that he's going to have the opportunity to interact with some Jewish kids that are going to want him involved at his birthday party. Because when you think Eagles of the last decade, if you're like a 15-year-old or 18-year-old, like Deshaun Jackson, you just think Eagles, right or wrong. Yeah. Even though he's been on like, I forget, he was on the Buccaneers, remember? I forgot he was he's, on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, he's back. Well, guy, he played, he played three quarters last year. Hernia surgery, two touchdowns, never played another snap. Uh, John, before we move on, let's tell the people about MyBookie.AGHAM1. We actually were noticing this week at MyBookie, and we'll do some content on this later in the week. Uh, so maybe hit us up. If One of the things, if you're looking for a question to ask us in the uh, in the uh, iTunes reviews, maybe it can be a, uh, a line or something because MyBookie has week one and week two lines up now. Like I think the Niners are seven and a half point, seven or seven and a half point favorites against the Cardinals week one. The uh, Patriots are giving seven points to the Dolphins week one. NBA's on its way back. Major League Baseball. Um, so many options right now. MyBookie.ag, Ham, and the numeral one. I've been telling you, I've been all over the Premier League for three weeks now. I took a week off. I'm coming back this week to the Premier League, provided it's still going on. I'm not really that apprised. Of the, I don't really know their schedule that much. But uh, pull, pull, pull Sitch, John, the future, whatever that guy's name is. Uh, MyBookie.ag, Ham, one. Well, guy, here's the other thing. We got... Obviously, those week one odds, you can get AFC, NFC championship games. But even before that, we got this week, Tiger Woods is back, mm. the Memorial. Bryson, Rory, Justin Tom, like they're all playing in this tournament. It's, I'd say, beside the Players' Championship, you could argue the Memorial is one of the biggest non-majors of the year. Yeah. So the field would have been loaded. Tr- weren't they trying to make it a fifth major? This is Jack's tournament, right? Wasn't Jack trying to get this to be a major? It wouldn't shock. I think that them and the players always kind of like acted. Or maybe like it was the, the play. Maybe major. that's what it is. I think it was the players, but I think Jack's tournament. The if you just look at the consistent fields, you got Tiger back. You can bet right now odds to win the World Series uh, on my bookie. You can bet the odds to win the NBA championship on my bookie. Uh, those sports are not that far away, right? One's baseball in a couple weeks. I mean, they've been practicing now for a couple weeks. Uh, bet on whatever you want. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on. Haberman will be betting on, you know, uh, Royals twins here before you, before you flinch on, like, August 3rd. Uh, let's see. I PGA. Like, yeah, I kind of like this guy starting today. <laughs> PGA Championship is August 6th. Kepka's plus 1,200. I don't know. I do not play. No, that's what I'm guy. saying. Well, you, you were on early to uh, Bryson, to Bryson, who was 25-1. to 1. He's plummeted. 12 right. to 1. So you could have got him at better than double of odds, you know, a month ago. That's the problem when these guys win. They just go up. And clearly, I'd say, I heard a gambling guy talk about this. A lot like the Cowboys or the Yankees. In golf, when a non-Tiger player becomes really famous fast or starts doing some his odds just skyrocket. Well, you see it on DraftKings all the time, too, right? Different yeah, ad. The guy, but... like, what's, what's Morikawa going to be this upcoming week at the Memorial, right? 9,500 guy. Yeah. He just won at the course, right? So why, you'd be stupid not to pick him. Uh, sign up now at mybookie.ag with the promo code HAM and the numeral one, and they'll match that first deposit 50%, which means if you put in 100 bucks with that promo code, they'll give you a free 50 uh, on top of it. Now, as you've been saying, you do have to bet that money. You can't put in 100, get the 50, bet $7, and then cash out 150, 160 after you win your $7 bet. So Did you bet your bonus on soccer? Um, I don't think I've bet it yet. 
I was planning just to keep. Today. I was I was planning to keep going until there was no money to take out. So, and then use the bonus. <laughs> yeah, then use the bonus. Smart move. Mybookie.ag promo code ham one. My uh, my bookie. You bet you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Get paid. Should we just do? We haven't talked about this in a while. Not that we have to do a big thing on it. College football. Now that everyone yeah. over the weekend basically went to league only games, I'm. I would say, let's just do our. July 12th confidence meters on college football and the NFL happening. I would say I am on the NFL. This might be uh, irresponsible, but I'm like a nine out of 10. Like I'm pretty confident they're going to start that thing up and whatever. Everyone's making money and, and they'll well, figure it, it out. It's a lock. The training camps are started. They're all reporting. Like it's starting, you know, whether it gets, you know, actually goes through and how long, who knows, but they are st- they will all be reporting on the 28th. I'll promise you that. I think for college football, one of the things when the Pac-12, now the Big Ten announced it first, one of the things that kind of went under the radar when the Pac-12 announced on, was it Friday, that they are going to a conference-only schedule for football, is that they... Were they the first to do that? No, Big Ten was. Okay. And Ivy, Well, the Ivy was the first to do anything. They pushed every Ivy League pushed everything back to at least January 1st at the earliest. And remember, they were the first no, ones to cancel no. their basketball tournament, too. No football in the fall for the Ivy. Right. Correct. Correct. So the Big Ten said we're going to league only schedules, and the reason not this, to be not to be anti elites, but a lot less money on the line in the well, Ivy yeah, they're the they're one hundred percent. Their risk, what they lose is a, they don't lose anything. Yeah. Um, and the reason they're doing it, I think, is because pride. Who's Ivy? Yeah, I'm saying the reason, like the big, it's no, because yeah. I think you can look at like the Pac-12 of the Big Ten and say, well, wait a second. Isn't it just easier for the LA schools to play San Diego State and San Jose State, play some non-conferences, than for them to go and play Washington or Oregon? The reason they're doing it, I think, one of the reasons is because there's no uniform policy in the NCAA or just even for Power Five conferences. Everyone has their own. So at least when you only play league games, you all are, are adhering to the same policies. Like I remember Gary Patterson said three weeks ago, TCU, we are not going to play anybody that doesn't reveal the number of positive tests they've had yeah anyway but the thing that was kind of under the radar everyone reacted to the pac-12 announcing that they were going to go you're saying you're saying he said that before they announced they were not going to play non-conference games like we will not play a non-conference game if you were not on the same he page, said three weeks ago we're not playing anybody that doesn't tell gotcha. us ahead of time like you can't like is your quarterback out because of an ankle or because of covid like we need to know so but the other thing the Pac-12 did was they pushed back their mandatory report dates. So they're still – it's just like, okay, we just keep pushing this thing back, keep pushing this thing back. Ohio State last week paused workouts. They didn't say why. They didn't say because the football team had 13 positive tests. For all we know, the football team had no positive tests, but the volleyball team had 10. We don't know. Yeah. Using the weight room just wanted to be safe. Yeah, because it's it's – because and that is the great irony in this, right? If football players were paid right now today, in college, you could bring only. I think you could just say, "All right, the only people back on campus are football players." But you can't do that right now. It's too weird. Football players would be like, "Wait a second, what?" Because you just say, "No volleyball players, no fraternities, no nothing. Football teams only." In ideal, I didn't world, even think about that. So the fall sports like volleyball and soccer are going to show up. Yeah, everybody's showing up. Like, you're not going to have. You know, football, but no volleyball, no basketball, no, you know, I, it's like, because it, that's too weird to only play football. Well, to me, what happens, you know, sometimes like uh, opening weekend, there's some cool matchups, but sometimes it's like 
Oregon State, Washington, right? Or Mississippi State plays LSU. Sometimes you do a conference. Or is that changed? Because I feel like just a memory every once in a while, it's not just Oregon, Ohio State. You do get a yeah. I feel like maybe not a sweet one. Stanford has SC like play week two. They play early a lot. I'm trying to think if there's been a week one. Maybe the SEC is pretty consistent. They push it back now. Maybe that used to be, and the TV deals have kind of changed maybe. it. Maybe. I, I the one thing I'd say though, guy, is that like you said about Gary Patterson, when you go conference only in the Power Five. The, it's the, easy for the NFL to operate, right? Because they're all under the same umbrella. They easily just the league gives out. Did you see the league makes the, the NFL? Yeah, Tom Pelissaro tweeted out like I guess they agreed no escrow accounts. Any they, they, they will do a even if they get screwed this year, the, the salary cap is already set for next year. Worst case, like five million dollars less. It's not going to go like seventy. I kept fucking saying, I, I'm not a mathematician. I'm not Parag. But these people that thought, like, next year's cap could be $50 million, no chance. This is all their own pot. They will just, they'll do it in a way, they were not going to have to cut 15 guys. Zero chance. <laughs> and I think they already announced that they came to an agreement, or the, the, like the NFL got an agreement that they know the players will agree to, right? They're not, your money's guaranteed, all your guaranteed cash. And there might be, like, between 21 and 22, like an easing process. But it'll be a slow, it's a much easier, you know, factoring in this year could get weird and we'll be back to normal next year. But again, it's an umbrella. Like the, the protocol, the Niners won't have a different protocol than the Eagles, right? There'll be protocols developed through the league and the coaches and the general managers that every team will follow. Now, it might be different team to team. It could get weird with fans. I'll still be a little shocked if they allow fans. But the one thing I get back to, like in Florida or some of these states that might be open to it, if you just put all that money into a pot and the players benefit too, who cares? But there are advantages with home and away because in college football, like are there going to be fans of SEC games? Cause they're probably ain't going to be fans of PAC 12 games. Right. But I do feel like, well, yeah, there was a report we, last week that USC, their attendance will be down to 19% of the stadium will be allowed. But I, you know, that's just them planning for the best case scenario. I'd be surprised. But then if, you, if you look at it from a football standpoint, let's say they're able to finish this season. Like, Clemson could be at a little disadvantage because their conference sucks. Like, it's where the advantage of the Big right. Ten or the SEC, like, you, well, those conferences are viewed well. And depending on the Pac-12, like, the Pac-12 is a big, to me, kind of eye test league sometimes. Like, we know the SEC sucks. Sometimes you watch the Pac-12, you're like, it's pretty good this yeah. year. Other times, you're like, eh. I do think not. as much as it sucks and, it, and money will be lost and all that, conference only will be kind of cool. It'll And you'll have the arguments that you used to have, like, pre-BCS, maybe at the end, when, when two... You know, when now we'll have them before the playoff if there's a playoff, but it used to be like two different teams would just want someone's the AP champ, and then someone else claims that they won the championship. So it will make for a lot of discussion if you have the year because you're not going to get these. The, the, the Pac 12 will not have played the SEC, and so you won't be watching Auburn in the SEC going, okay, is Oregon better than Georgia based on how they played against Auburn? You just won't, you won't get those. Yeah. And there were going to be some big games, right? Michigan, Washington, Oregon, Ohio State. I do wonder if this will push, and it probably won't. Like, does that mean the SEC is going to play one less game than the Pac-12? No, that's the other thing. They they'll go, probably all go the same number you of would games. Think. Like every team, every league would go ten or whatever, or nine. I, you know, there's been yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be Wouldn't it be great, guy? If somehow, and this speaks to what you originally said, not everyone's on the same page. Like the SEC doesn't give a shit about the Pac-12. 
It's like the Big Ten ain't worried about what the what the Big Twelve's doing. Is if you all were on the same page, like every year there should be interconference games mandatory. Right. Like this year, the Pac-12 plays the SEC in two of the conference yeah. games. Your second place this team year, the plays Big your Ten. second place team. Your fifth place team plays your fifth place team. Yeah, and then and then you do vice versa with the Big Twelve, and then that way, and maybe so you do then everyone the universal nine conference games. You do maybe the two interconference based on strength schedule, and then you're allowed to pick one Fresno State or even if you want to go lower like Cal Poly type school. I'd be okay. Maybe with that's that. coming. I if mean they, maybe if they mandatory like two conference games between the power fives. Now you could argue the Fresno States of the world will do anything possible to keep the ability to get two, right? Because those are big money makers for them. San Jose States, the whoever states. But but maybe Boise maybe states. all of this kind of works to accelerate this separation by the power five to their own their their own version of the NCAA, right? Do you think that's possible? Yeah. Because they're just making so but much more money than everybody else. But how would you get them all on the same page? Like, how would you get the SEC to agree? TV contracts? Yeah, and it's kind of like, well, hey, guys, you got, you got, let's say your Facebook. Well, their Instagram, they're only going to add to your value. Just start. Well, that's the other thing. You're right. Convert. Like, the SEC is like, are we worth more by merging with other people or just not merging? Right. But just aren't we worth the most on our own because we don't have to share. Even if it's less money, we don't have to share it. True, but you'd go, well, if if Mississippi State's playing Oregon and Iowa's playing, you know, Kentucky, it it would be good for your overall brand. Part of what's happened right. if but the Power part, Five no, went under point. part of what's happened is that the SEC even has had to schedule some better home games because it's harder and harder to get people to come to games and having people fill your stadium matters. So playing, you know, William and Mary does not even at the most ardent hardcore passionate football fan bases fill, fill a stadium if guy if, if it was the equivalent of the nfl and it was just called like the power five that'd be pretty badass right like you you do your schedules you get your automatic rival game right if you're usc you play usc or ucla and maybe arizona and arizona state are in your little bubble but then you also guaranteed to play a big 12 and an sec like other four four yeah so you do like four four and four or something like that that's one like thing that right divisions be... in college football don't matter that much maybe in the big they don't i mean i was gonna say maybe in the big 10 but it's not well, well but you, i think it'd be pretty easy to just like bama auburn lsu and m right georgia florida kentucky tennessee and then you would also be in every year you might play Kinda Clemson, sucks, miami though, florida state south carolina you kind of draw the Whatever. short end of the stick if you're you know, like if you're ten, if you're Kentucky, you're like, all right, Tennessee's our rival, sweet. Yeah, I mean, but that's part of football. But, right? Yeah, in I mean, the end, just, the hope is that you don't have to go. That the whole thing works in a way that you don't have to go undefeated to well, win. To, to me, guy, you could hope it to be watered down the elites a little bit. It's all kind of under one umbrella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, now but I do think there's a chance this, like, if there's not a college football season, obviously, jobs are going to be lost, programs are going to be cut, and Greg Doyle wrote about this the other day. Like it hurts Ball State a lot that they don't get to play Alabama. Well, they're Whoever who do they, they play? Ohio State. Yeah, I'm sure some team like that. Um, so that's it's a big deal. It's a big deal for those schools. Well, I also think games like that for like schools on the come, like Appalachian State now is like a legitimate ten win team in Division One. Like they're not in Power Five, but they're in that FBS. whatever the Conference USA or whatever. Yeah. Boise State, 
that is their moment to like change their their program for infinity. Right. Boise State has never looked back like after their first couple big upsets. Say what you want about Appalachian State, guy. They have never looked back after beating Michigan ever. You know, it's like what well, could have been with Fresno State, just one upset here or there. Who knows? And he, they'd still be they've they've become a really good program. At least were under Tedford, but uh, on the way back. Yeah, it's just, it's got to change because it is a little weird. And, and I do, while you and me, and, and, you know, we watch an unhealthy amount of college football, say what you want about the SEC, it's pretty clear by the guys going to the pros, like just how talented their teams are. Just especially like, to me, their top like seven or eight teams, just the depth of of just physicality on their teams. But there is just some unknown. Like what if Oregon got... Instead of just getting their one shot against Auburn, they also that year played LSU and Kentucky or whatever the schedule. You'd be like, well, that's the one thing about the NFL. It's like you don't really get to hide. He's like, remember when the Niners, you know, played uh, the Patriots? Well, you end up playing like seven other good teams. You just know. In college football, you're like, well, the Pac-12 North sucked this year, and it's like they lost to Auburn. Well, I don't know. What if what if Oregon got their shot against like Ohio State, Michigan, and LSU and beat two out of the three of them? Like, the Niners didn't win all their games. They lost to the Ravens. They lost yep. to Seattle. But it was pretty clear by the end of the season, like, the Niners are really good. Where Oregon, for example, is like, I think Oregon's good. Yeah, you know what was clear? Oregon was fucking good. But because there's so much emphasis, and it's part of what makes college football cool, and I don't even think it would go away. But to me, part of it is, like, there'd be less questioning because it's, you'd play just – you'd differentiate your opponents. Because say what you want about Alabama, for LSU and Texas A&M – they still get some shitty opponents. Yeah, if they, and, they, and they they're play one less conference game. Yeah, I think if you had a Power 5 world, you're just not going to have – it's going to be a lot harder to go 14-0 as often as anybody does it. Like Clemson Which or, it should be, right? Like absolutely. the NFL, where it's just like, you know what? Oklahoma went – But you did, like, ten, part of college is like you don't want to lose it too much because it makes week two so huge. But don't you think if, they, if you like – you still had to probably only still, lose like two games, but it was like – Guy, you see Oklahoma schedule this year? They're playing Georgia. They're playing Florida. They got Wisconsin. And they obviously got Texas. And they got Iowa State. And they got Michigan and Michigan State. You're like, Jesus. Well, if I man, told what you, a schedule. If I told you, would the, NFL, would the NFL ever say, you know what? Week two is so huge in college football. We're going to scrap our playoffs, and we're going to go to a system where we only pick four teams in the end, and that's going to make week two huge. NFL would never do that in a million years. The problem in no, college is you can't just valuable. add like five weeks of playoff football. Right. But to me, yeah, you, you keep 12 games, you just differentiate the schedule. I think that's like, could you argue you we're normalized? You where make the, it so it's, uh, yeah. But th- this is where, like, we don't care, I don't think, as much on the West Coast. I think the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10 would immediately push back, right? They value what they got going, especially sure. the Big 10 and the SEC. Yep. Because they, they, their they, pushback would be like, we don't need you. Exactly. And they would ta- kind of be yeah. right. But my pushback would be like, you make a lot of money now, you could wake way, way more. It could be just, you think you print money now. Jeez. Yeah. It would be a cash cow. Because mm-hmm. I'd watch. You'd be like, oh, you, Middlecoff. I mean, we got, I was trying to think of a good Pac-12. But I was almost said SC someone. They're like, is SC even that good? I think Oregon's the team right now. Like, Let's say, again, Oregon-Ohio State. What if what if it was back-to-back weeks, like Oregon-Ohio State, and the next game was like Oregon-Wisconsin? That was your two-week stretch. Like, Remember the last two years? Well, you know what? To me, the Packers, perfect game. Ravens, Saints. To me, we had two games this year that would – Oregon-Ohio State is the game you would want. 
Washington, Michigan feels like that would be kind of the right matchup. But you know what that what that game feels like is like, you know, like a Titans Seahawks or something. I don't know, just something like that's just a probably good, disrespectful to the Seahawks, example. but bad example of the Titans. Let's just say, let's say Eagles Seahawks on a Monday night or something. Yeah, big. You know, in my Eagles bias, let's just brands. go Patriots Seahawks or something. <laughs> yeah, too you know, whatever. But yeah, yeah, but just just good like Monday night game. Yeah. Uh, well, we we do have some stretches in college football where how is it possible this many teams are playing and it feels like we got two good games on the schedule? That that rarely happens in the NFL. I would say right now I'm at about a now the thing about going conference only is now you create all these open weeks so you can have someone has an outbreak that's okay they you just you push that game back you use one of the open weeks to you know you move that game to an open week. Um three weeks from now or eight weeks from now, you leave the last week of the season open. So you can always, you know, you just try to, but still, I, I mean, no one has told the fraternities. What if you're Clemson and you only have one Corona, but you're like, it's Trevor Lawrence. We want to push it back. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is, would you (laughs) give, we we refuse to play. That's the other one, right? Is would you give the coaches like one free skip? I got, I'm using my skip card. Um, It's a great question. But I do. I'm it would, just. It would get complicated fast. Given the rate at which uh, fraternity parties are happening, I I'm like at a three and a half or a four. My, well, my young people don't care. My optimism yeah, has I mean, plummeted that college football is going to happen. Well, to me, young people don't care, and and, and you know, I I, I kind of defend them. I wouldn't uh, though, now. because what I would say is, wh- whatever you think about it, what's clear here, whatever you how if you think people are over it, whatever you think. The fact of the matter is that if it is not better, they're not going to play football. So you might think it's fine. You might think they're overreacting, but that's what's going to happen. Right? These are pu- a lot of these public institutions. They're just not going to do it. You're saying call, you're saying fraternity parties. Yeah, I'm just saying whether you take it seriously or not, whether you think it's well, oh, we'll all be fine, whatever. If you think they're overreacting as a college football world, it's irrelevant because I'm telling you this, they're not going to play football if it continues like this. Yeah. So I, I, you might say, ah, oh, it's uh, whatever. They, they just, they overreacted. Well, they overreacted and canceled football. So that costs a lot of people a lot of money. But yeah. You know, I mean, so whether you like it or not, I, I, it's like, just play it. Say, I've been saying it from the beginning. Like football's I, I, at risk. I, I'm with you. Well, but again, the problem though, is we're at the point guy where it's just, that's already, it's already kind of happened. Like it's already yeah, too but late. I'm just saying, even right now today, you're stepping on campus. Just your campus might get shut down. Whether you think it's an overreaction or not, it just might happen. But are campuses even opening? I feel like I've seen, read well, a lot of maybe, them yeah, not I even opening. Well, they've been bringing some students back. Definitely athletes are back. I, they had a fraternity party at Berkeley today. I don't know if the campus was open, but the fraternity doors were wide open. Celebrating uh, Morikawa's win. That was before Morikawa won, but maybe they were just it, celebrating his first I, cut miss. If I had to go one to ten. We got college football games this week, or excuse me, this season. I'm at about a five right now. Cause and the that's one just thing, games, I think right? You're you, not saying like a full season. That's hard to. Predict. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying we get some games, we get some action. I, I see a lot of people like one to two. Here's people always need to take a deep breath. Whenever a lot of money's on the line, chances of things happening are always exponentially higher, regardless of the risk. Now, to me, five is relatively low because we're still a couple months away. Like I. I'm relatively low and trending the wrong way, but I I I still I guess for me it just feels like what happened with college basketball right now. 
it's it's way more complicated than professional sports given the dynamics, right? We're in murky waters. There's no way around that. I, I, I'm losing confidence by the day. But my, my only bit of confidence is just based on the amount of cold, hard cash that's on the line with the, all, the Power Five's television contracts, right? What they mean to CBS, to ABC, to ESPN, to Fox, how much money those people pay them. They will do everything humanly possible with what's going on in society, what's going on at their campuses. They will at least attempt to. Now, you're right. It snowballed fast in college basketball. And they, what was the NCAA tournament worth to, wasn't it like a, isn't it like a billion dollar operation every year? I mean, it's just an astronomical amount of money. When Stanford cut 11 sports the other day, one of the things their AD said was they were operating a $12 million deficit. Um, If they think that number could double. And without a football season, that number will double. So it could go from 12 to 25 to 50 like that. And three years from now, that could turn into a $75 million deficit. Just one he's saying, football. He's saying that number could get to 50 pretty quick. Without, without football, football season. They, so they, it's 12 now. They think given everything that's happened, it's gonna, like 12. Pre-COVID, it was 12. Their deficit was $12 million as an athletic department going into March, basically, right? Yeah. Now they think that's going to double. And without football, that could double. So it could go 12 to 25 to 50 in a snap. And then just the reverberations of that could be $75 million deficit within three years. Athletic department. Now, they're not, you know, their football team doesn't draw 70,000 people, obviously. But still, they are a high level. The conference, how much money they make from the television deals, it's expensive. Yeah. So, anyway. And and who knows, they could have been good this year, too. I I thought they were a big-time sleeper. They were one of my I gotta check back on them in my bookie because I think I think it's changed, but when it came out, they were thirty to one. When William Hill put it out, they were thirty to one to win the Pac twelve, and I thought that was pretty good. You honestly. know, one thing that would be fascinating, it would definitely hurt the NFL draft, right? Because it would it would limit the amount of players. I don't mean like the draft would still happen eventually next year. Part of the NFL draft, and we often talk about this different than like even basketball now and definitely baseball, a lot of the players are pretty famous. Like we don't even just talking quarterbacks. Like Jerry Judy this year, all the all the wide receivers were famous. You you need the season to kind of build up their fame. Like right now, you'd say like Lawrence, Etn, Fields. Like there'd be a handful of guys, but there'd be a lot of guys like a random DB on Stanford that just became a first rounder. That you just they ended up being a top ten program, and you watched them on a Kirk Herbstreit game pick a guy off to win a game against Oregon. You'd be like that guy's fucking sweet, and you would let the legend grow on like seven or eight of these guys. That I don't even know. Like, for example, what's the Stanford quarterback's name? Davis Mills. Like, he was a guy that would be getting a lot of buzz in the season. Let's say he had a big year, he'd go pro. Wouldn't he just be a lock to, like, come back? Or you'd be like, well, who'd he go? Well, who knows? I mean, I, that, see, that he's a guy that might, because he's got a big arm, he's super athletic, he's big. He might just, he might be one of these guys that kind of doesn't have a lot of film out there, missed some games, maybe kind of what Herbert would have been if he had come out after his junior year. Which like, oh, he's I think the NFL, up, he's I think the NFL really would well. tell him to come back. I think the NFL would tell him to come back. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. My guess would be that he could end up as like a second rounder without a season just because I think physically he's just – and when he's healthy, his tape's pretty good. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, like, his talent alone, he's like a second-day pick, lock. But you're a guy like that, I think the NFL would say, listen, you go back, you play well, like you'll be a top-five pick, yeah. you know? Yeah. Or potentially get shittier and not get drafted Christian Hackenberg. 
Uh, here's what I am confident in, John, is is that uh, Raheem Mostert is not going to uh, hold the uh, 49ers over a barrel. Our our guy, as we like to call him, Mozart, who had a uh, just a glorious year this last year, John. One of the greatest rushing seasons out of a, a special teamer that uh, the NFL's ever seen. How many career starts did you tell me he's had so, at running back? Uh, based on my research, he's had zero. If you count the one game he didn't start, it's zero. Uh, if you count all of last season, it's zero. And if you count his rookie year, it's zero. It's basically, not basically, it's zero. If I add it up, it's zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus five years of zero, zero starts. Do you think if we looked up players in NFL history that are 28 years old that have zero, let me repeat, zero career starts at running back, have ever got two contract extensions or pay bumps in back-to-back seasons? Because when I first saw this, what I just saw, we were on the golf course, we were told he wants a trade. I was just kind of thinking out loud. I'm like, well, one, he's a running back, too. I kind of, I I ignored it. I didn't realize it was going to become a story. I also had kind of forgotten that he had got like the little three, nine million dollar extension last year. And then like as the day went on, I Googled some stuff. I'm like, yeah, it hit me. This guy got a contract extension last year as a special teamer. Like you said, never started a game, just covers kicks, played a little bit. Early on in this season, like probably when the Niners were five, six and oh, you and I couldn't even say his name right. Couldn't say his fucking name right. I understand. It's not easy in the NFL. Guaranteed money's hard to come by. You got a contract extension after a year. I would say one thing, right? I would say there'd be more validity to this if he just had, the Niners had their exact same season, and when you pulled up his stats, started, let's say, 14 of the games, started every playoff game, ran for 1,700 in the regular season, 150, 150, 150, in the, like, just, it's like, that was Bosa, Sherman Mostert, you know, guy, he, he did not start a game. He did not start the Super Bowl after he ran for whatever in the NFC Championship game. Why? Because he's not the starter. In the playoff game before that, Tevin Coleman, remember, had scored a couple touchdowns, ran for over 100 yards, who was the starter. Early in the season, I'd say it felt like the first six or seven games, Breda was kind of the star of the offense, right, beside like Kittle, of just busting off huge runs, they had a, remember they had a stretch back-to-back games where Jeff Wilson Jr., because Coleman was hurt, was their goal line running back yeah. and scored, I think, four touchdowns? I, Jeff Wilson Jr. was the poster child for fantasy football last year. If I was oh, playing yeah. one week, it would have been fine. Alyssa had a team. I dropped the guy from the Eagles so I could get Jeff Wilson Jr., and the guy from the Eagles scored three or three, maybe four. What was his name? He scored four touchdowns, I think, on Monday Night Football. Sunday or Monday Night Football. LeGarrette Blunt? No. Uh, Miles Sanders? No. Yeah, I I, I kind of remember that, but I kind of don't. Anyway. I just, the contract extension, I, I don't know what. Their best player on the team, guy, is contract extension less, i.e. George Kittle, who needs a contract extension. There's a priority list in life, and I'd say that Raheem Mostert, after he just got a contract extension, which when you've never started a game and you're a special teams guy, we, you and I were talking before we hit record, like that had to be a moment when he signed that deal last year. Probably one of the proudest moments in his life. You could say at the time, the highlight of his professional life. Well, I mean, he'd, he'd been cut by six teams. Yeah. You get $9 million when there had to be moments when he kept getting cut. Like, I'm going to be, what, 
what did I study in college? Like, what else do I have to do? Like, I'm, you got nine million, changes family. I, I think sometimes we do this. You only can change families' lives when you get like $80 million. Like, last time I checked, like $500,000, majority of humans would run to that. Like, $9 million for Mozart when he signed that contract, making over $2 million a year, almost three, had to be a big fucking deal. And when I looked at his stats, honestly, I expected more. He ran for under 800 yards. As you said, he, he doesn't catch the ball. I I think he's pretty properly paid. Well, I, I think the problem, played. right, is he had, the, he had the exact same number of carries as Tevin Coleman, 137, was far more productive as a rusher comparatively, and is making $2 million less, basically. Right? Like, hey, you sign me yeah. as a special teamer. You didn't sign me. It'd be one thing if you sign me, like, your primary role is backup running back, and then it became clear, like, I'm the best running back. But it's not what happened. You signed me as a special teamer. I just think he has no leverage here. I don't understand how he can ask for a trade or, or ask for a raise. But I do understand in his mind, like, I'm a special teamer. That's what you gave me that money for. And now I am significantly more valuable to you than I was when you signed that contract. That, that part is I understand. I completely agree with you. Him sitting down going, I'm better than Coleman. And I would completely under one, I let's say if I'm him, I'm I'm a better running back. We figured that out. Whether that's true or not, maybe you're the same guy. And I, I contribute on like he ain't covering kicks. I'm kicking people's ass. Right? You don't see many it's pretty rare for like a cover guy to get an extension, right? Most cover guy fuck, I've seen it. It's like, well, let's just bring the practice squad guy up, he'll cover. You don't pay cover guys much money unless they're Slater, and that's just because Belichick, if you had to say, like, Belichick, you could, at seven years old, write a thesis on something. It would be, like, covering kicks. You know, that'd be, like, what he'd want to talk about. He loves that portion of the game probably more than any human in the history of football. Uh, And clearly, I think, Kyle, say one thing about the 49ers operation. I think they valued that. And But that's just not really how football works. Like, there are a lot of guys. How many guys are on teams – because you, you could play this game a lot. Like Olivier Vernon, remember, was it the Browns gave him huge – or the Giants. Giants gave him huge money. And there just had to be – there's a lot of guys like that in the NFL, right? When you hit free agency, you just get overpaid. Like let's even say like Amari relatively properly paid. There's a lot of Olivier Vernons that are just – he never really produced, but then he got astronomical money because he was the only pass rusher on. There had to be guys on that guy's team every year going, wait, I make $3 million? He makes 15, and I've just watched the tape the last month, and I'm a better player. Or I, we played all season long, I'm a better player. Like, that does happen. I think we could find several instances if we, like, went deep, deep dives on every team, on every position. I mean, it happens right? in jot like It happens in every office, you know, in many offices. You just everyone's contract is in public information. But the difference, though, is they signed him to a contract when by no means they had to. One and two, the value in which they assess to him, I don't think is something that he would have been as valuable at the time. Like, was anyone else giving him that contract if he was just available? I would say no chance. Especially, all you got to do is go to his Wikipedia and see his history. Well, Johnny, I tip my hat to his story. He had one carry before he became a 49er. Now, to your point, he didn't, but still, I mean, he was playing in games, he just wasn't playing that position. Um, he did. Do you have his stats up from 18? Yeah. The year Jimmy got hurt, he was. I remember him making some plays. Probably, if I had to guess, four hundred fifty yards. Yeah, two sixty one. He only had thirty four carries, okay. but he was eight yards per carry. But you know, this is. You would say then, okay, how many career carries? 
Did he have a lot of carries before 18 no, had, in the NFL? No, he had eight career carries before that. And then he had what, And 34? seven of them were as a Niner. Then he had 34. So, then he had 137. So for, when the 49ers gave him a contract extension, he had had 41 career carries for the Niners, and they gave him, guaranteed him basically $4 million. Yeah. I, I think the Niners would say, we extended ourselves to you. Like, we, you know, that's that contract yeah. doesn't typically get handed out, right? I think there's two things working against him, major things working against him. One, Kyle, he just plays a position that you're just not going to leverage Kyle Shanahan, right? You just, I'm, you're a running back, man. I, Whatever. Like, uh, it's like, I mean, I think we go back to like the late 90s, right? Just the history Mike Shanahan's of not buying it either. <laughs> Nothing illustrates Kyle Shanahan's ability to use running backs interchangeably, as well as Raheem Mostert. He is the poster child for this. And last year, him and Tevin Coleman not only had the identical number of carries, 137, they also had the identical number of receiving yards, 180, even though Mostert had fewer. So he was actually more efficient as a receiver. But that's the first thing. The second thing is he is not asking for money from a team that has a lot of space to give him money. So now he wants a trade. Why? You're an incredibly valuable trade. What? The trade? You telling me where he is? Raheem Mostert prepared to hold out, John, and not get the millions that he does have? He does have a nice contract. It's not nothing. It's not what he would want. But how much more money would he get week three when he gets traded to another team? How much money does he get? I get. I'd have to do a deep dive again. I can't remember a player in the history of the NFL since I've been covering it or around it of Raheem Mostert's level that's even contemplated holding out. Do you, I mean, that's – when I think holdouts, right, I think Revis, I think Mack, Mozart, they'd laugh. Now, here's the one pushback. I'd have to do some diving in, text some people with the Niners. Typically, when a player like that signs a contract, they give you some outrageous incentives, right? Like, if you lead the league in rushing, you get a million-dollar bonus. Now, I wonder if there's any team incentives, because I would say one thing that you could – do if you're Prague. Now, we'd have to, like, if we talk to him, maybe he'd say, well, historically, we've never done this. It's bad precedent to, like, if you lead the team in rushing, we'll give you an extra $500,000 or something. Now, I, there is a big part of precedent with doing contracts because all players then would come at you when they just – he didn't have some historic season. He ran for 770 yards. Right? He, he led the league in yards I, per carry, John. Yeah, and that's – my pushback if I'm Lynch or Prague is, like, Part of that is your limited carries. Like, there's a reason that it's harder for a guy like this rushing for 1,500 yards to lead the league in carries. He's carrying the ball 30 times a game. You, it just, it's just – it's a situation that I think we kind of feel for NFL players in general. This is one I have a little sympathy when I think he's pretty properly paid. So, John, he was second, obviously, overall, but first amount of running backs because Lamar Jackson averaged seven yards a carry. He was 5'6". Matt Breida was sixth in the NFL in yards per carry. He got traded. That wouldn't work well against uh, Raheem's argument, correct? It would not work well. No. He'd be like, well, he had a 90-yard run start Monday Night Football. You siphon that one out and give me the numbers. <laughs> that run was sweet. Yeah. yeah. But remember, part of that run was I always... part of that run was Juszczyk or Breda said after the game, Kyle told us this was going to hit. Remember, it was like fake to the right kind of, and he cut right back, and it was just Moses part of the seas. And that's part of the argument of, well, if Kyle had Joe Schmo or Billy Bob or whoever guy on a practice squad, that run is there to be had. 
right? That's That run is Kyle-based. One thing I will defend Mozart on, he clearly last year became a really solid NFL player, right? He was just making runs where you just went, yeah, this guy's a good, I'd want this guy on my team. And the Niners would be like, yeah, he's on our team and we have him under contract for two more right. years. Based on the fact that we did a, we did a good deal. That's part of our job. Yeah, uh, you... Here's here's what, remember Prague told us, and I, I do I do believe him when he says this, at least a large portion of it is part of doing a deal. You always want the other side to feel good too, right? Like if I'm always doing deals as a team, and I think this speaks for definitely football and probably baseball, where basketball for the most part, like the money's kind of set once you're a certain level of player, right? The numbers are all football. There's a lot of variance. There's a huge negotiating tack. I think they felt probably better given Mozart's camp when they signed that deal to the Niners. That was, I wouldn't say a huge risk for the Niners, but it's like, we don't have to do this. We're showing you good faith. Now you could argue maybe they knew they had something, they'd get them really cheap. Yeah. But what would they really know based on 41 career carries for them, right? That's a pretty small sample size. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I mean, or do you think that's enough given Kyle's given scheme? Kyle, I wouldn't know? be shocked if Kyle thought there's something more here or if they as an offensive staff thought there's something more here, but... Or if they also just valued, we got a top two or three special teams player in the league. If Slater's making $3 million, we like this guy. He fits our culture. I, I feel comfortable giving this guy a little bump and him being all in. Yeah. It's not an easy thing to do, just cover. You, would you want to cover kids? No. Most guys don't. <laughs> no. That's why they all tab out once they become good players. Uh, John, before we get on to uh, Pat Mahomes, let's tell the people about LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash ham. LinkedIn.com slash ham for all the small businesses out there. Very unique needs, obviously massive uncertainty. Um, one thing that does not change is maybe now more than ever, you need the right people on your team. When business uh, is expanding, when you're ready to make hires, when you're ready to bring people on board, you're looking for the right people. LinkedIn jobs can help you very quickly find the right candidate. LinkedIn.com slash ham. That's where you go. Yep, guy, linkedin.com slash ham. It's an active community of professionals. Over 690 million members. Can you imagine if we had that many listeners? <laughs> Woo. Uh, LinkedIn jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for. That's, that's a lot of people on LinkedIn, you know, on the website that you're gonna, they're going to find the right person. And it puts your job post in front of the most qualified people because they have so many options. They're going to be able to find and siphon out exactly what you're looking for that's how LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person faster. If we had 690 million listeners, would we do one podcast a month and live the most comfortable life or do like one a day and own an island? I think for a while you'd go uh, one a day. I'd be good doing one a day. Uh, yeah, and own Until you bought it. Until like we a bought two, a professional a two year, team. A Terrell Davis-type Davis career. I think it'd be hard to go one a day and then just like stop because you'd be like, I just if I just do another one tomorrow, I'll get so much more money I can make. I know, but guy, when your business is ready to make the next hire, and hell, we'd be (laughs) we did six hundred ninety million listeners, we'd be looking to make some hires. Uh, You can find the right person. We'd be right on LinkedIn LinkedIn Jobs, guy. You can help pay who you want when you want. Get the first fifty dollars off. Just visit LinkedIn.com/slash/ham again. That's LinkedIn.com/slash/ham. Get $50 off your first job post terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash ham. Uh, all right. One of the other things that happened, big story while we were gone. Was this Monday of last week? Was it a week ago that Patrick Mahomes got enough money to uh, buy the Warriors uh, 
like 10 years ago, almost. Call me crazy. I felt like it's like Wednesday, Tuesday or Wednesday. But was I, it? Okay. Maybe it was. Well, we, we had played golf. When we played Karika, he got – I think he – maybe it was Tuesday. You're maybe right. it was Tuesday. Right I don't, maybe it was Monday. I, if I use golf to – Who cares? Tell me what – I can use golf last week. I remember where I was Monday. Yeah. I remember I remember Wednesday I was – Yeah, you're right. It, it was 44 Monday. 44 on the front. Monday. But oof. It, it was Monday. Um, So $500 million. Is there anything now in sports that you hold off on reacting to more than NFL contracts? You see the report, five hundred million dollars. Everyone starts losing their mind. Don't I just as a rule, you don't believe the first number. Now he got a massive amount of money, and they couldn't feel any better about it. They can get out of the deal what in three years if they wanted to, three or four years. But nonetheless, um, he's a quarterback, so he might make it all. I think there is above fifty percent chance if he stays healthy. If you told me right now Patrick Mahomes stays healthy, I'd probably go like 80% he sees the entire deal. Now, they might change it up, you know, on a certain year when the number's high, but they have they plan on riding this thing out as long as possible. They want to ride this thing out. I just had I pulled up Twitter uh right as we started the Mahomes topic. I guess he spoke to the media like a couple days ago at the CenturyLink. Kelsey snuck up behind him, gave him a big wet willy. I think there's a level of Mahomes. We talked about this earlier. He was already really, really famous, right? That first year, the NFL's huge. He was the best player, and he was just so fun. Even last year, then the playoff start, it was remarkable. He won the Super Bowl. He just probably was immediately a top five famous NFL player in a in a two year span. Like it, it went zero. Like it took Russell Wilson some time, wouldn't you say? Like I'd say, Deshaun Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he for wasn't example, the superstar of the there. team when they won their championship. Yeah, like it's it's taken like the the mantle has really been like Brady, Breeze, Rogers. Maybe you could throw in like a JJ Watt, but it, for a lot of guys, it takes some years. Mahomes went zero to sixty in two seasons. You could argue that one season, like he was on the map, but he was on the map hard. And now I just think if you just met a casual sports fan, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, Mahomes." Best player in the league, making like $500 million. Like, that's just kind of how he's talked about. I think if you could pick a player in all of sports, he'd be the guy. Because even baseball, one thing we've learned, like having Trout for $500 million doesn't guarantee anything. I'd say it'd be like Mahomes or like Zion Williamson. And you could say Mahomes, just he's clear. Like, I, there's still a lot to learn about Zion. Like, you know, if you have Mahomes, you can't just win the Super Bowl with him. Like, he can carry you to a Super Bowl. Or carry you to give you a chance. I think. I, I think he's. I think you could argue he's the biggest young superstar in all of sports right now. Might not really be a close second. Maybe it's because it's so much money that even if he doesn't get all of it, he gets so much money. But I think everything you just said, ten-year deal. Anytime you see that, that's pretty. Big. I, I, I. The story of this contract is not what the real numbers are. The story of this contract is not. Oh well, really, they could get out of it after after the third year if he has some debilitating injury, and he's only guaranteed the first you know, three years of the contract. And then that's not the story of this. The story of this is that, and this is in the same vein of what you just said, that he just got potentially $503 million. Like you said, a 10-year contract, which means he's five times as valuable as John Gruden. And I think if we, no, not a shot, not a shot. But if you said, is, is there a play? I mean, he's just, he's more than five. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. He's more than five times valuable than most coaches. Um, but if we said right now, let's just take the last 
you know, 30 years of quarterbacks, the most important position in all of sports. How many of the guys that we now say are the, were the stars of the last two decades, Rodgers, Brady, Peyton, Breeze, how many of those guys this early would this deal have been this good of an idea for? And I think the answer is zero. Obviously, three years into Rodgers, you wouldn't have considered it. Yeah, it Brady, playing. three years in, it would have. I mean, it would have turned out to be a good deal, but you would have gone. Uh, you would not have would have been it would have been insane would have been insanity i would say i'd say i'd say pay i'd say payton was pretty big time by pretty big year, time but like. i think part of this deal the star power and all that but payton was he's not a mobile guy and he'd thrown a lot of picks early and they i would say lebron is probably the other guy that you would have said there isn't a contract you could have given him three years in that would have felt irresponsible it's there's not a number you could have put on Patrick Mahomes that would have felt irresponsible, given the position, given how good he is, given the star power. You're going to make the money back on this guy on everything that goes beyond. Look, Mike Trout, face. oh, we argue about whether or not he should be the face of the sport, but the fact of the matter is he's played in three playoff games. It's not his fault. We argue about baseball players who say what you want about whether or not wins above replacements a stat, but like if yours is nine, you're a great player in a season that plays 162 games. So you're telling me the guy's worth a week and a half? Now, I'm oversimplifying it, but the fact that – I don't know. What would Patrick Mahomes' war be? 16? Yeah, 14? I, mean, I, I, I think the – I think he is dramatically the easiest to justify probably – in our lifetimes, three years in, because again, factoring in, like I'd, you said, I, LeBron would be right there. I'm, I'm just talking football because oh, okay. I think basketball. We've seen, like, I bet by Michael Jordan's second year, we just watched that documentary. It was like, holy shit, he's scoring like 80 points a game against Larry Bird, the '86 Celtics. You know, they, I think it happens a lot. Tim Duncan, I think, like MVP I think by year three two. years in, Mahomes is a better payment than Michael would have been. Because Michael, this question yeah, was still, can he? Will he? Can he? Well, yeah, adjust you've his already style? won. You, you, even LeBron, though, like, could you win big? Like, I, it was pretty clear, yeah, but that's true. You could, you could argue Mahomes like one of the great all time after three years locked. And he's missed a year. It was true, like, and he missed a year. I think the only guy in football that you could probably make the argument for, I just Googled like Peyton. They started three and thirteen that first year when he threw a bunch of picks. His by his second year, they won thirteen games and like eleven. He was a second team All Pro, and he was the number one pick. So it was a, it was still pretty concrete. Like this guy was going to be really good. He had thrown like back to back years of basically averaging like thirty touchdowns. But your Mahomes to me is like Peyton, where you just think you're going to win. Because I remember watching young Peyton, like they were just really good with like this Curry flair, and now just no one's going to beat you. That Peyton didn't have that. That's where Mahomes is. You, I don't think you'll watch a Mahomes game moving forward ever think they're going to lose. That's where it becomes like. Did you see the list? I think D- Darren Ravel or maybe Field Yates had like the longest contracts in NFL history. And I, I'd like Favre got a ten-year deal. Did McNabb he really? got a ten-year deal. I don't remember. Favre actually got a lifetime deal. Hmm. Uh, McNabb got Sounds a ten-year right. deal. And one of the arguments is like, God, shows you what a lifetime deal is worth. Well, yeah, but he did. But at the time, it was like ninety-eight, and he ended up playing for the next like ten decade. But. I, I feel like, and maybe it's a little Patriot-like, but it was more the Patriots. I just like, the Patriots started losing this game. I just like, you're not beating Mahomes. That's, that's, 
It's not like, yeah, you could, you could like throw on the Chiefs, right? You could, the Chiefs might do something stupid, you know, but you're not beaten. Like, I don't think Mahomes is going to lose it. Like, you'll never watch a game unless they have like 17 injuries. If it's just normal, even if they're playing like a really good team, like they're playing the Niners, they're playing, you're like, yeah, I, I, I probably expect Mahomes to win this game. And, and most games, like every divisional game they play, is like, yeah, the Broncos ain't beating the Chiefs. That's just where he's at, right or wrong. And they're not, you know, on a good year, they're going to go 12 and 4, 13 and 3. Last year, they went 11 and 5. Now, he, remember, he got hurt, but still, I. I think this is like one of the easiest deals they're ever signed. Well, right? but it's crazy, right? Because he plays the position that we always acknowledge is the most important, and yet he's the only NFL player in the top sixty of biggest contracts in North American sports. Right? Like he's so much more valuable. And I love Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, but he's it's not even close how much more like Garrett right, Cole, would you, would, Giancarlo Stanton. You, it's the easiest money. Well, okay. Let's use this then. Is there a player right A-Rod now? A Rod twice? 20, is there a player right now, 25 or under, current player that you'd rather have a, to a 10-year deal than Patrick Mahomes in all the sports? Because there's not a baseball player I'd rather have. I know that for a fact. Just I don't even care how good you are. I just it, We just know one player doesn't impact my winning. I mean, y- basketball. You know, Gian- Giannis is 25, but I think... who If you could pick, Haberman on an NBA team or you own an NFL team, which player would you take? You'd have to take Mahomes over Giannis, yeah. right? Yeah, Giannis quarterback. is fantastic. Yeah. There's a chance they're both, they're both kind of the total titles. package in terms of personality and all that. But it does feel like Mahomes a little, you know, he's an American-born star. Uh, it's a little different. Like, I, I think Mahomes well, is dramatically more famous yeah, in America yeah, than yeah, Giannis. Yeah. But, and the other crazy part is Mahomes has done it without playing as a rookie, without being a college football star, really. He didn't come from, wasn't like Johnny Manziel, right, coming into the draft or anything like that. I would I would even push back and say he was pretty under the radar college yeah, football player. Yeah. I mean, you and I, I would love to go like pull up some things going into. The, I bet we didn't even mention them, right? Probably not because I didn't watch Texas. I think it was Tech pretty shocking year. when the Chiefs traded up to get him. I was like, who? What? Who's this guy? I just remember the Arizona State game when they scored like eight million points combined. But I didn't I didn't even know who their quarterback was. The star of that game was the Arizona State running back, right? Balage, who's on the Dolphins. Kalen Balage. Didn't he have like six touchdowns in that game? Uh, might have been seven. Now, I think Mahomes, if you look at the box score, threw like five and ran for one. Like he was probably in his little world, like Tech Tech world, like it was a star too. But I think the, I just, maybe in my world, I was just more West Coast biased. I just don't remember Patrick Mahomes really. Kalen Balazs. I, I think if you look back on that draft, it was Is Watson, Michael Eight Jordan. Touchdowns. It was, is Watson Michael Jordan, and how good is this Trubisky guy? Like, I, I feel like yeah, Mahomes or, was Or I would rephrase, the is this guy. Trubisky guy any good? Yeah, is the Trubisky like was worth not really? He was good. The, 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 it was a question, not an assumption. Yeah, it was a question mark on Trubisky, but he was the guy talked about. Mahomes was not. And is Dabo crazy? Is Deshaun Watson going to be one of those guys that was the most dominant college football player and not be good? Like, I think those two guys were the clear talking points, right, when quarterbacks... Because I remember Dabo's thing being a pretty big story. We, You and I talked about it a lot. It was just a massive NFL story, yeah, right? Because yeah. Dabo kind of went on the record. And I think a lot of people pushed back, kind of talked shit about Dabo. Not shit, but just thought he was being a little over... I don't know if he's proven quite right, but he's not wrong. Uh, but I don't, remember, I don't remember Cliff Kingsbury, maybe because of what he wasn't as famous. They weren't good. People beating I think also they weren't good that year. And Veach was making sure nothing leaked. 
and, and as a part of it, just a lot of people in the league didn't like him, so there just wasn't that much. Yeah. But part of a, a player being liked, right? Like this year with the wide receivers, Judy, CD, and Rugs. It was all kind of like what flavor you like, but it was pretty clear most of the league that all three were going to be pretty damn good. So every team that's talking to a Peter King or talking to Breer or talking to these, you know, Twitter people that's going out there in the in the NFL talking points, it's pretty. We're just hearing their names a lot. I think a lot of if I don't like you as a player, I'm not going to talk about you that much. I just think he was yeah. Or tell the media about had him, you, right? Just as a source, just like hey, one guy to watch for. I think there's a lot no, of that I, where media it. people just say, hey, any any guys out there that you think are kind of interesting? And that's where some of these names start coming from. Well, I know a couple of my friends on teams said that he's, you know, was closer to five or six on their board than one or two. So if if you're five or six on my board and I'm the GM, especially if I don't need a quarterback, like if I'm Harry Roseman, I got Wentz. I'm not, we're just not, I'm not going to like hammer the table when I'm talking to Schefter about the sixth guy on my board. I'm not even thinking about him, right? Yeah. Somehow as Kyle Shanahan did avoid that disaster. Like it's shows you how good he is that it's like you can pass on the most expensive quarterback in NFL history. Another guy that was compared to Michael Jordan, I think we both easily say, well, he might not be Michael Jordan, but he's not Sam Bowie, right? He maybe he's a star. He's like, you know, yeah. yeah, maybe he's like Scottie Pippen or whatever. The, the Niners definitely didn't have that. And it's like, whatever, no big deal. It is crazy. Got, it shows you how fast it changed that you can't, you just shook that quick. By the way, John, unrelated to that, yes, the TBT or, or the basketball tournament is on live right now. I just saw a highlight on Twitter. How can a sporting event be happening during a pandemic and it's like not a thing at all that anyone has mentioned ever on ESPN? It's yeah, not like that, it's on some I think that, network people didn't watch. I, I think it's just lost a little buzz. I mean, it doesn't have any buzz, but I mean, like, no one even talks about it. Like, I would think at this day and age when people claim, oh, man, if they put Akron Ball State on, I would watch that thing, which lies. No, you wouldn't. You would, you would all, we'd all turn it on, and then we'd be out on it after a, after a quarter. I'm just shocked that, like, it's not even a thing that, like, the KBO gets more chatter on Twitter than, the T, than TBT, and this is a thing with, like, American basketball players in it. I, I do think one problem is, is that, it feels like basketball, the NBA and Major League Baseball are right around the corner. They just get, like, even just their, they're just, you know, hey, when you call your mom when you're young, like, what time's dinner? They're like, I'm 30 minutes away. I got it with me. So you're just like, you're ready for that dinner? You don't want to, like, talk about other food or when she has a good meal. You don't want to eat other stuff in the cabin. You're like, I want to eat this meal. You're not, I, I can't even TV, you know, that that was cool when just we were in normal life. You're like, oh, they're playing for, like, a million dollars? Yeah. Like, this is kind of cool. I, I can't even take that shit seriously, guy, right now. Well, and I'm in the... I, I know... I haven't watched normal events in forever. I know it exists, and I'm not about to watch it, so maybe I answered my own question. Yeah, I, I think it's hard once you know that... Like, part of the, what made the Jordan documentary, I mean, obviously Michael Jordan, but really powerful, is like, are we going to... Is this, is this the best thing we're going to get for the next six months? I remember thinking that when I was watching, like, this is... Thank God this is on, man. I don't think we're getting anything for a long, long time. Ch- hey, Charles Barkley got a birdie. On 18 at the American Century Championship. I, I just, I've never played that course. That course looks just fantastic on TV. Maybe it's just the perfect time of year, but just that hole's really short. That hole's really short. 
is that I, I think if you hit a decent drive, you have, even if you're an average golfer, an iron in. He was five. in the fairway, and now his second shot is, I don't know, six feet. I, I, I want to give a shot out. Do you have, do you have uh, the leaderboard up? Uh, no, but I can pull it up. Well, I, I don't know who was leading the tournament right now as we record this on Sunday afternoon, but as of Saturday night, when I flipped on the TV, just watched a little replay, I was like, oh, you know, it was John Schmoltz. T- the final grouping was John Smoltz, Tony Romo. John Smoltz, when he Fish. lines up his... Pu- Marty Fish was in, like, the group ahead with, like, Mulder and one other guy. Their third partner was Kyle Williams. And when I saw Williams, I'm like, what? <laughs> this guy's really big. I Like, is that the nose tackle from the Buffalo Bills? Guy, he was leading the tournament after Saturday. I don't know what he did on Sunday. That isn't it. He has to be... The best so, defensive lineman golfer ever. He finished second. Marty Fish won the thing. This Do you have his scores? Yeah, but is, isn't this like Stableford scoring or whatever? It's not like... What did he shoot, though? Well, I don't know. It just has like his points. He had... You know what I mean? Like it's not... It doesn't give you... At least this leaderboard, um, the American Century leaderboard just has the points. It doesn't have like under par... Gotcha, but it doesn't have, like, he shot 75, 71, No, it's, it's like 18, 37, 21. It's just their points. Isn't that, okay, is that, that, is that what Stableford get, scoring yeah, is? You get, like, five points for a birdie, two points for a par. How about, this is underrated. So here's the, Marty Fish, Kyle Williams, who you're right, I saw him on TV and thought this guy looks incredible. Do you, do you agree that's an incredible accomplishment to have a defensive tackle be that his, good at golf? His neck is so huge. Smoltz, Curry finished fourth, Case Keenum, Mark Mulder, Del Curry finished T7. So the two Currys finished top 10. Vinny Del Negro, Jack Wagner, Carson Palmer, your guy, Adam Thielen. Um, Jerome Bettis finished ahead of Aaron Rodgers, so Jerome can obviously play. I don't know if they factor in handicap. I don't think they do. Tony Uh, withdrew. What happened to Tony? Probably got a back injury. You're right. I I pulled up their leaderboard. It just says points. Charles did not finish last. Eddie George did. Okay, I have his actual scores. Oh. Guy, Kyle Williams isn't just good at golf. He's really fucking good. So he does opening up round one. You can click on their name. Kyle Williams in round one, two under par, 70. Uh, One birdie, two birdies, three birdies, four, five birdies in round one. Two, up and down a little bit, 71. Birdies, some bogeys, an eagle. And then today, I give this guy a lot of credit. You're leading the tournament. You're an NFL defensive tackle. Shoot 75 and finish the second. That's 70, 71, 75. This guy isn't just good at golf. He's a stick. I had no clue. Steph went 72, 72, 72. If I told you that defensive tackle Kyle Williams from the Bills was as good as Steph at golf, would you ever have believed me? No. I'm telling you, I think athletes, I'd be fascinated. I'd love to talk to Kyle Williams. Have you been playing golf your whole career? Do you just get into this like the last five years? Have you just, have you been doing this since high school? Like, is this something you pick up and you're just some natural? Are you just, could you run, remember he's like a 10-year team captain on bad Bills teams. Like, could you just run for senator? Are you just, are you the Tony Romo of defensive linemen? You're just good at everything? Like, I, I want to know more about this guy. Wrist injury Do you remember he remember he cried, remember he cried? When Andy Dalton, because he had been on the Bills his whole career, they've been so shitty. They made the playoffs and they go to his locker when everyone's and he's just in tears, hugging people. I just like that guy. Just 
kind of a stiff little guy, powerful. Not little, but you know, like I don't think he was like six six. You know, he's like six two, but he's just huge. You think he can come play golf with the Hammerman Middle Golf? <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have to give you like four strokes, <laughs> and I would take him. I feel a little bad about oh, it, but I still take him. That's impressive. Wow. Is Marty Fish a baseball player or a singer? Tennis player. Tennis player. I didn't know that. I had no clue who Marty Fish was, and I've seen his name in the leaderboard forever. Yeah. I, I did click on yesterday. I'll end it on this. I don't remember this guy playing in this tournament. Maybe it's just a little different this year with no fans. And I saw Roger Clemens, and I was like, they let Roger Clemens play in this thing? And I, obviously he's really famous. And then when they said seven times Cy Young, I mean, his credentials equal it. But I just... You want like you got Barkley, Mahomes, Steph. You got Kyle Williams going low. You got Romo, Smoltz. Like you want Roger Clemens there. It just felt kind of dirty. I know. It was like, the whole thing. You want this guy in your party? Remember how cool it used to be when he would rub Babe Ruth's head on uh, Monument Park before every start. I, I I find Roger Clemens to be Lance Armstrong level slimy. I, I when I watched him, it kind of it was like. Ugh. That's weird. I'd feel weird if I was a celebrity playing with this guy. Now, he's he is famous and he's a you know has credentials, but I don't know, man. Maybe I just don't like him. I don't know. Not invited to the ham golf tournament. Well, I mean, if Roger, I mean, I'd I'd take him. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't want him there. Remember, he named his kids all after K's. Was that like like Kobe, Chris, Colby, or Kobe or Colby? A couple of them were pretty good baseball players. One of the guy played at Texas, remember, mm-hmm. and got drafted by the Astros. One of the things was like they were trying the Astros trying to get him to come back and they drafted his kid. Yeah, Kobe. I maybe? remember that part. Yeah. And it worked. He came. Pretty good thing then. Well, why'd you name all K's? Oh, because I'm one of the greatest strike up pitchers of all time. On the juice, but Okay, well, we got two hours oh, out of us. On that note. We're back, baby. Back, baby. Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.